MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, January 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a man was rescued Tuesday afternoon after he became trapped at a Montgomery County car wash. It happened around 2.30 in the afternoon at the Wave Car Wash in the 200 block of Bethlehem Pike in Colmar. Officials say the 77-year-old man was in his vehicle when he apparently hit the gas instead of the brake, causing the car to flip onto its side. The man was trapped for about 90 minutes before he was rescued around 345. He was taken to an area hospital for injuries to his leg, but he is expected to to survive. A worker was nearby when the man floored the car into the building. Several pieces of mach- machinery were destroyed. Now, I have never accidentally hit the accelerator before, but what I have done has been in something like a drive-through and for whatever reason needed to put the car in reverse for a moment. Oh no. And then forgotten that I've had oh, the car yeah, yeah, in reverse. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've never, it's never did, led to an accident. But for that split second, when you go backwards, when you think you're going to go forwards, is terrifying. Now, I can imagine lurching forward because when you, if you're going to put your foot on the brake, you give it a pretty good yeah, yeah. tap there. And that's turned into forward momentum and boom, dude. Well, the, the speed he had to go into to turn, to flip the car on Hold on. Maybe did he think, because you know when you go into those car washes, um, you put the car in neutral. In neutral, Maybe yeah. he thought the car was in, but then why would you be hitting the gas if, you, if your right. car's in neutral? I don't know. I don't Just know. to look but cool. I mean, yeah, they, they kind of, when when you're moving in, they're kind of guiding you. Yeah. Right, you, right. you get on that track. And it's so like prom night. He may have thought that uh, he had gone far enough or whatever yeah. and was Giving it a little. And he's lucky he didn't run someone over yeah. in the process because they're usually standing right in front of you, People you know, there. guiding you along. So I Years did. ago, in, in my initial cavalcade of crappy cars that you get when you're a teenager, yeah. I had one, I was in a gas station, and my gas pedal went to the floor. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, and the car starts mo- moving, and I jammed down on the brakes while trying to scoop the, 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 the accelerator up yep. with my other foot, yep. and I was pointed at the gas tanks oh my in, God. In, the, in the gas station, and I can see it all. I can see people looking at me like, what are you doing? And like, I, this isn't me. The car, you know, had the, had the malfunction, but it was scary as hell. Um, I remember a, a floor mat causing my yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, accelerator to yeah. get stuck, and that's I was, uh, caused some accidents before. I was in my dad's uh, turquoise uh, Oldsmobile Achieva, and <laughs> I a was a brand fine new vehicle. I was a brand new driver. I was 16, and I remember I was pulling out a 7-Eleven, and I, you know, went to, to pull out, and there was a car coming, didn't yeah, see yeah. it, and I went to brake, except I hit the gas and <sighs> just slammed right into them. I mean, I think I only had my license for a short, very short period of time. I was 15. I did not have my license, and I used to go to church on Sundays, and then when my parents would drive away, I would hang outside the church and not actually go into Mass, and this guy who was like four years older than me let me drive his car. And I hit the accelerator. Sounds terrible. I hit the accelerator. I mean, I was by myself in this car. How old were you? Fifteen. And some man let you drive. And of course, he's thinking there goes my hand job. (laughs) I outside of the kid not going into church. I was. He was nineteen years old. I was fourteen. I told you he was four years older than me. He's a guy who graduated with my sister. I you want to drive a car, young fella? I'm forty years old. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Four years older than me. Uh, But uh, yeah, so he he would just let me drive his car, and I would go drive around the neighborhood by myself. 
And at one point, I was pulling into the uh, back into the parking lot. I wanted to act all cool, and I hit the gas pedal instead of the brake, and I came I, millimeters from hitting a car in front of me. You can see. You, I bet yeah. you to this day you can see everything in that was there because you uh-huh. never. I remember exactly what the gas station looked like. I remember what the people. Who uh, looking at me revving the car, seemingly driving towards the gas tanks, look like it's burned into my mind. Yeah, there's a um uh, a, a the place called Bacellas near my house where this just happened right before Christmas. Somebody uh, there were three people waiting in line about to buy hoagies, and some lady yeah. hit the gas pedal. And I, I saw the security footage. I mean, just barreled through the it's window horrible. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so several pieces of machinery were destroyed. Uh, the 77-year-old man is expected to be okay, but they said that he does have some injuries to his legs. According to a social media post by the business, uh, they will be temporarily closed until repairs are complete. Well, of course, the obvious question, is the car clean? Yeah, yeah. A criminology graduate student charged in the November slaying of four University of Idaho students waived his right to an extradition hearing in Pennsylvania court on Tuesday, speeding up his transfer to Idaho to stand trial. Uh, Brian Koberger, a 28-year-old doctoral student and teaching assistant at Washington State University, was arrested early Friday by state police at his parents' home in eastern Pennsylvania, authorities said. Wearing a red jumpsuit with his hands shackled in front of him, Koberger showed little emotion throughout the brief hearing. He faces four counts of first-degree murder and a felony burglary charge. Idaho officials are now expected to arra- uh, arrange for Koberger's transport back to Idaho, a process that is generally kept secret because of security concerns. The chief public defender in Monroe County said his client is eager to be exonerated. New information was released about the arrest. Law enforcement officials broke windows and doors when executing the overnight search warrant in the arrest of Koberger. Pennsylvania State Police Major uh, State Police Major Christopher Paris said during a news conference uh, that force was used to gain access to the Koberger's home during the early morning hours on December 30th in uh, Albrightsville, Pennsylvania. Paris said the preparation for the search warrant execution began on the evening of December 29th and added that about 50 tactical assets were on scene. Mm. Court documents in Idaho are under seal until Koberger is brought to Idaho and is served with an arrest warrant. Nobody won the first Mega Million drawing in 2023 so the jackpot is expected to climb to at least $940 million by Friday. Wow. So I buy these big tickets. Uh, yeah. When, when, when yeah. they come up, I'm, I'm like, what the hell? I'll, yes, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll give it a shot. And I get more pissed off <laughs> when there's no winner the next day right, right, as right. opposed to somebody winning it. Because I'm like, I got to buy another one. <laughs> another freaking ticket. Go That's how they get ticket. you. Uh-huh. I know. That's, That's it. I know. Yeah. That's why it's climbing so uh-huh. you're, you're on the hook. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday's drawing offered an estimated jackpot of $785 million for a cash option of $403.8 million. The winning numbers for Tuesday's drawing were 41, 33, 25, 44, 29, and the Mega Ball 18. The lottery said no winning ticket was sold that matched all six numbers, but there were six tickets sold that matched either five or six numbers and could be worth a million dollars or more depending on the state. Three of those had the Mega Plier option, meaning that they are worth $4 million each. Before Tuesday, there were 22 straight drawings without a big winner. Friday's top prize of an estimated $940 million could be the sixth largest jackpot of any lottery game in U.S. history. Is this part of the loopholes of no spend January by oh, any chance? Right. In $2? Can I mean, you spend $2? Lottery? Yeah, I mean, 
I would think so. See, okay. I, you know, I was thinking about it last night. How because, austere is it? Well, because on uh, PrestonandSteve.com, uh, we posted a, Casey and I gave, like, tips on. Yeah. on uh, Seven you know, tips, yeah. On no spending. And I was reading through them, and I'm like, there's a theme here. Casey's deals with food. Mine deal with shopping. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's like, to me, going uh-huh. out that to eat to is yeah. not, like, I'm not count, I'm not really counting that. For, right. For Casey, he was like, oh, but you can use a gift card if you need to go buy something. <laughs> you know, like, it was yeah. completely different. Gift cards are okay. So, Casey, uh, the way that... That I see it is it's an investment, and you were looking into the future there. So uh, basically, you're banking. Okay. So is it, is it Nick? Yeah. Should it be that if you get one of the numbers correct, that whatever the winnings would be, you would get that percentage? <laughs> so how many numbers are there? Six. So you would get one sixth of the mega millions. Of the mega millions. I like the way right? you think. Yeah. Steve. yeah. yeah I mean, you guessed one correctly. Thank you. Yeah. Preston, right? Brilliant. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right? I'm on board. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Listen, I didn't win big, but I won something. Yeah. Tickets are sold in 45 states, the District of Columbia and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mega Millions tickets are $2 each, and the players have the option to add a Mega Plier, which is an additional dollar for uh, the chance to multiply non-jackpot prizes. Mega Millions drawings are held every Tuesday and Friday. In sports this morning... The Sixers, who have won two games in a row and 10 of their last 12, are at home again tonight with the game against the Indiana Pacers. The Sixers are 22 and 14 and in fifth place in the East, while the Pacers are 21 and 17 and in sixth place. Tip off is at 7 o'clock. The family of DeMar Hamlin thanked the public for its support and asked for continued prayers for the Buffalo Bills' safety, who remains hospitalized in critical condition after going into cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati on Monday night. The outpouring of support for Hamlin has reached levels that go far beyond the sports world. In the hours, since the frightening development, which ultimately led to the game's postponement. Donations have poured into the 24-year-old's community fundraiser, the Chasing M's Foundation. Hamlin originally set up a GoFundMe in 2020 for a Pittsburgh community toy drive in his native city, but contributions have skyrocketed well into the millions since Monday night, prompting this update on the pledge. This fundraiser was initially established to support a toy drive for DeMar's community sponsored by the Chasing M's Foundation. However, it has received renewed support in light of DeMar's current battle, and we can't thank you enough. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. The rapidly growing charitable donation reflect widespread support across social media. On Tuesday, teams across the NFL changed their Twitter avatars to an image with the phrase, pray for DeMar. Mm. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, Wednesday, so happy about that. That means secret text word. And today we have your chance to win Smile on Blu-ray with Sozie Bacon. (laughs) I, I enjoyed it. Text the word uh, secret to th- almost said smile. Yeah. Text word secret to 39333, and we will send a word back to you and ask you to call in later on. We'll That's rated R, right? Too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, because that was what Jason was like, I really want to see it. I really want to see it. I was like, I'm not sure we're ready for it's, this. I don't think it's that brutal. I, I, yeah, I, it's, so it's not, um, it, it's, uh, it's tense. It's got all the proper horror things. So, but if he's seen horror movies before, he I think he should be okay. I know. Wait, you recommended something before, and I showed <laughs> I showed Jace the, the trailer, and he goes, he talks about it all the time. He's like, remember when that guy at your work said I should watch that movie? He goes, I would have never slept again if I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it was. It was something around Halloween. Uh, okay. How old is he now? Eleven. Okay. 
Like, what, what about cursing and things like that? Um, he, like we we'll do like a little bit of it. I'm yeah. more worried about like the sexual content, like stuff like sure. that. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's none of that in Smile. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we have that to give away. We're also going to go on Fox Good Day this morning, and uh, we're going to have a couple on the program. Uh, Chris Gerard and Jackie Murtha will be here. So uh, <laughs> Jackie is a Sixers dancer. Yeah. And Chris proposed to Jackie at a game. It went viral over the holidays. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting scenario because, you know, she, the Sixers dance team, they're, they're stunningly beautiful, yes. uh, talented women. Uh, and some people on social media uh, kind of went after Chris because they felt uh, that he was, she is out of his league. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> Which uh, is an annoying thing to say to someone. Yeah. 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 But um, he's basically like, yes. Yeah. She is. <laughs> yeah. I, and she <laughs> loves went. me. Yeah. 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 And, totally. And, hey. and they're really happy together. And so uh, I'm excited to meet them because they're, yeah. they're, they yeah. seem like really nice people. It's an, and this is a nice lesson in douchebags. Why don't you be a nice guy? You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe yeah. this guy is just aces, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We're going to meet yeah. them. They're going to be in the studio this morning. So it's uh, it's really, uh, the pictures are great. And so it looks wonderful, yeah. yeah. We'll find out uh, how that whole thing went down and what the reaction was after from their perspective. So that'll be in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, and we have other things to give away and things to do. So let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up when we return. A stupid question all set to go as well. And uh, we'll hang out together on this Wednesday morning. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan playing January 14th at the Miller Theater in Center City. The question that I have for you is this. In the game of Monopoly, how much do you collect for finishing second in a beauty contest? Uh, (laughs) Wow. 215-263-WMMR. It's either Chance or Community Chest. I don't remember which one, but in the game of Monopoly, how much do you collect for finishing second in a beauty contest? What? I didn't know the answer to that. Okay. Uh, let's see if you know the answer to that. So I was looking at uh, birthdays. There's just a handful of them today, very light on, on the birthdays. And Nick had pulled up uh, IMDb, and I saw a name on there. And I usually don't uh, go through birthdays of people who had already passed. Uh, but I, I didn't realize that she had died. I guess maybe at some point I did, but I've forgotten. You remember Vanity? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, she was in Purple Rain, right? Uh, she's or I she's got Vanity's I got last... Vanity and Apollonia mixed up with yeah. each other because they were both single name uh, R&B performers. She's in The Last Dragon. Yeah, she's she in not? The last, yep. Vanity is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's the love Then that's what it is. So she but was she movie. is a prince... Prodigy, yes, because she was in Vanity Six was yes. the name of her group. She could be she um they had that song Nasty Girl. Yeah, but she died in 2016. I didn't. She know was that. yeah. She had actually become sort of like a um she was born again, born again evangelical, yes. right? I remember and then that. I remember her passing away 
legitimately beautiful woman. Yeah. Which is stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, I was trying to see if there were any other movies. Uh, Action Jackson, okay. No, I, I love Action that. Jackson. Uh-huh. Colin um, Weathers. And, uh, yeah, Last Dragon. So she was not in Purple Rain. That right. must have been Apollonia. Yes. I believe so. All right, anyhow. I get my actors and actresses mixed up all the time, but um, I was sad to see that. But and I'm light on birthday, so I figured, okay. I figured I'd throw in. We could add that. Uh, Diane Cannon celebrates her birthday today. Have a good way. She was in, she was in the movie. Have a good way. Another day. Have a good way. Have a good way. Have a good way. It was great. And that's like when you play like Steve Perry without the musical accompaniment. Yes. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. When you can see the power of that instrument. Yeah. I just watched a lot of people don't know Bruce Dickinson sounds like that without the effects <laughs> that's right. on his That's voice. right. Yeah. That movie holds up, man. It does. It sure does. Uh, it's I, effing hilarious. Uh, and you know who's just fantastic? Oh, man. Charles Grodin? Grodin is fantastic yes. in that movie. Uh, but she is the uh, she's the wife, uh, stunningly beautiful, obviously. Married and... to Cary Grant for a number of years. Okay. Uh, when he was in his I'm going to try LSD phase. Right. Uh, she is 86 today. Uh, Julia Ormond, the actress. Uh, Lovely. She looks familiar to me. She was in the movie Sabrina. I never saw that. Uh... She's in the Walking Dead series now. Oh, I uh, yes, I believe she is. The, uh, the... World Beyond. World case? Beyond. That's ah. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She uh, plays uh, Elizabeth Kublik. Well, there yeah. you go. Uh-huh. Uh, you just knew that, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. She's uh, 58 today. By the way, yes. I, let's address that real quick. I look this stuff up all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know very much at all. So, uh, people of the uh, Make internet, sure people know that you're not uh, trying forward. to show off. I'm not. <laughs> you I'm, should I'm cite your source first. You say, oh, IMDb. yeah, on IMDb it yeah, says. Every time I'll reference exactly what I'm looking at. It's but, a bibliography. Yes. Now. Geography, though. Yeah, all right. I that don't stuff like, you yeah. usually pull out of your ass. There's like two or three things where I can do that. So, some Harry Potter things and geography. And right. potent potables. Potent potables for <laughs> 100. Meanwhile, like, did anybody ever say anything to you other than Bill? Like, what? Yeah. Why do you, oh, really? Yeah, well, idiots on the internet. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, well. so Bill was right? Oh, Bill was oh, right. Wow. Don't oh. give him that. You make yourself sound like smarty pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you, Nick you. sits directly across from me, and we have we share the same monitor, and yeah. my hands are full with all the the, the uh, papers Thanks. and stuff that I have in front of me here. These so kind of things, I can't go over and, and pull up stuff on the internet. So Nick does it, and then he. That's how it, it works. Yeah, a little peek behind the uh, curtain here. You can watch. You can actually watch us if you want on YouTube. Right, yep. see how it goes. We have our stream if you yep. want to see how this happens. All right. So also celebrating birthday today is actor Dave Foley. Uh, Great. Big birthday for him. He turned 60 years old. I remember first seeing him in Kids in the Hall. Which is back on. Yeah. And by uh, the way... I've not watched any of the new versions. I need to check that out. They have not lost their desire to push the boundaries they, at all. They always did. Yeah. First episode, full frontal. Full frontal. Nice. Of the guys that you've known for years. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. yes. Oh, the main I players. I gotta see it. The main like Kevin uh, like standing there for uh-huh. like it's like a six minute skit. Wow. Okay. All right. I got to check it out. What's that? Where do, is that? HBO? Uh, Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Was it originally on HBO? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, it was actually Lorne Michaels' discovery. It was his. Uh, you know, his. Um, after SNL, he wanted another thing to uh, to bring comedy troupe wise, and he was the one that. 
brought I, them to the forefront. It's really short, but I have that theme song on a few playlists, and every now and then it'll just come up. And they redid it for the, the new series. Awesome. Yeah, they use the same one. Uh, but he was on uh, news radio for years. Uh, Blast from the Past is a I movie. I love that movie. Are I, we the only ones great. that enjoy that movie? Maybe. Brendan Fraser, Sissy Spacek, Christopher yeah. Walken. Uh, he is 60 years old today. Uh, the great Michael Stipe. Lead singer of R.E.M. That's great. It's the sound of his voice. What's that? It's the sound of his voice. Really? Yeah, I watched like a behind the music on, um, it was, uh, it was basically on one song. It was on, uh, Losing My Religion. Yeah. And they play it for him, and he cringed oh. at the sound. Yeah, he's not a fan of his own voice. That's, that's too bad. Yeah. I am a fan of his voice. Uh, he turns, uh, 63 years old today. Uh, actor Julian Sands, yes, English actor, uh, is sixty-five today. I remember him back in Oxford Blues. Uh, he played the the main rival in yes. that movie. Usually plays the the bastard. Uh, boxing Helena, Ocean Thirteen, various and these things. Throughout <laughs> the years, things with the box and the girl in the box. And he is sixty-five today. And then the last birthday I saw, Steve. This is for you and me, John McLaughlin, also uh. also known as Mahavishnu John. Uh, he was the guitarist for Mahavishnu Orchestra. At one point, Jeff Beck and Pat Metheny called him the greatest guitarist alive. So when my brother first started learning guitar, his guitar instructor was a Mahavishnu maniac. So my brother learned f- from that stuff. Yeah, crazy complex yes. music, uh, but really cool sounding. Uh, John McLaughlin is 81 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. The game Monopoly, how much do you collect for finishing second in a beauty contest? And we will go to Larry to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Larry, good morning. Hey, Larry. Good morning. You guys work. Thank you. I'm sorry. We had a little clip to play for you. F*** you, Larry. All right. Larry. Larry. Uh, How much you win for coming in second in a beauty contest? You win a whopping $10. Yes, $10. That's it. Hey, Larry. Hang on, Larry. We're going to set you up, man. We got a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan January 14th at the Miller Theater in Center City. Some tickets remain. Go to WMMR.com for more information, Larry. F*** you, Larry. (laughs) You know how it works better to work if you lead with this and then follow it. Hey, Larry. F*** you, Larry. Yes. I love it. Like you're calling Larry's attention. Yeah. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Yeah. 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 Hey, right. you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? Uh, I love you, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. you, Larry. I have uh, some stories. It's what we do now. Yes. So we're, we're going to do that right now. Um, and it's an update on Jeremy Renner. Uh, he was apparently helping other uh, people get around his neighbors in the snow before he was accidentally run over by a snowplow. On Sunday, and uh, still, really, no definitive word on how that happened. Well, I did hear that he was he, the, he was operating it, got out of it, it started to move. He tried to get back in it, and that's when he got caught under it. Okay, oh. and it's like a, it's a, like a snowcat. It's, yes, it's a tread uh, and and big metal treads. So uh, when we piece of machinery do the camp, uh, no, the the cardboard classic, we ride over to the site on a snowcat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in addition to moving snow from his driveway so that members of his family could leave, he was also clearing snow from a neighbor's driveway and helping stranded motorists. CNN reports that uh, members of his family were both, um, I'm sorry, were with him when the accident happened. Uh, Reno Mayor Hillary Sheeve 
uh, said that he was helping someone stranded in the snow, and he's always out helping others. Uh, Renner is currently in the intensive care unit at a Nevada hospital recovering from two surgeries uh, for blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries, according to his representative. So I thought it was encouraging that it was a selfie that he posted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah. that's good. It's, it's nice to see. I mean, you, know, like, yeah. you, you figure if he's got the energy to do that and the wherewithal to just put it out there. Right, right. You know, that he's hopefully going to be okay eventually, make a full recovery. Yep. He wrote, thank you for all of your kind words. I am too messed up now to type, but I send love to uh-huh. you all. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's on the men. That's a good thing. Wow. Uh, Barbara Walters was deemed the woman who changed the way the world watches daytime TV on Tuesday's episode of The View. Uh, The show began with a montage dedicated to the iconic journalist who died on Friday at the age of 93. Uh, Remembering Walters, co-host Joy Behar said she very much defied sexism and defied ageism. She went right into the jaws of the lion she started the view when she was 68 years old. Very few people start a brand new career at 68. She created the concept for the view. She did. That was her thing. And that was, and I remember when that first happened, I'm like, eh, I, 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 this will be just one of those yeah, yeah. things that comes and goes probably. And it, Like Jag. And it had teeth. Like yeah. Jag was around for I know, a while. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you never think it'll last, and then it just keeps going. Uh, co-host uh, Whoopi Goldberg agreed, saying the industry had to respect her. She did not allow them to not respect her. And later in the program, former co-host Meredith Vieira, Debbie Metinopoulos, Lisa Ling, Sherry Shepard, and Star Jones, all of them uh, paid tribute to Walters as well. So they showed a clip uh, during that show, Preston, yesterday, where uh, it was uh, Oprah Winfrey had come on the show to pay tribute to Barbara Walters. She was still alive, but she was leaving The View. And so uh, what they did, unbeknownst to Barbara Walters, is that they had literally, it seemed like every woman working in professional television journalism. I mean, everybody from Jane Paul, everybody came out and a steady conga line of people who owed their careers to Barbara Walters. Uh, So Jones, Star Jones had the best seat in the house at any social event was next to Barbara Walters because she could gossip. She could tell you everything about everybody in the room. So they're paying tribute, obviously. Uh, Gabrielle Union opened up about her first marriage on Monday. She was on uh, Dak Shepard's podcast. And the Bring It On actress said that her relationship with former NFL player Chris Howard was, quote, just dysfunctional from day one. She that said, doesn't sound good. She said, in our first marriage, neither one of us felt like the marriage should get in the way of our dating. Uh, she added that she felt entitled to cheat on Howard because he was cheating on her. Uh-huh. And she said a well, part... Well, they, they found something they can do together. A part of it was, like, keeping up with his activities. Like, oh, uh, that's what you're doing? You're going to, f- to feel this one? And I just felt entitled to it as well. And I said, I was paying the bills... I was working my ass off, and I felt like that's what comes, the spoils of the riches. Uh, The L.A.'s finest actress added, like my dad before me, whoever has the most gets to do whatever the hell they want is what I thought. It was just dysfunctional from day one. Mm. They uh, they both were doing what they wanted to do uh, because everybody was doing what they wanted to do. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Lawrence and Rosanda Chili Thomas. Went Instagram official over the weekend. So, uh, Rosanna Thomas is uh, one of the singers from TLC, the group. Man, yeah. And I used to have a crush on her. Wow. Really? Uh, yep. Was she, uh, well, she left Eyes Dead. Uh, she's not T Boz, is she? Mm, no. Nope. So she's chilly. She's chilly. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said uh, Rosanda Chili Thomas. I didn't hear the chili that's dog. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was yes, sucking he was on chili. a chili dog. I was sucking on a chili dog. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Please. And we haven't heard it for a while. Yeah, you're going to have to give me. We're in a new system here. There's a new sub chili section. <laughs> well, I don't have it on the on the ready right now. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. Please find the chili section of <laughs> yep. our yep. Uh, software here. Here it is. Sucking on a chili dog. Thank you. Sucking on a chili dog. Uh, the pair shared a joint post in which they happily danced and sang along to AHA's Take On Me in matching song. pajamas. Uh, Lawrence's Boy Meets World co-star Danielle Fischel commented on the post saying, this makes me very happy. Oh, I always, yeah, you know what? I did like her a lot. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, cute. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, she had kind of the more high-pitched uh, voice. Right. Tiny little thing. Yeah. We've never had him on the show, have we? Matthew Lawrence? I don't think He's so. He's a local guy. We grew up in really? Abington. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Joey's brother. And We did have Joey on. Yeah, Preston, he's the kid from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. He's a, the, with the boy. No way. Yeah, yeah. So oh. He's had a pretty long, successful career. Okay. And continues to act. And uh, yeah, good for these guys. All right. Uh, so a rep for Chile. Uh, told Entertainment Tonight that the pair had been dating for a couple of months. Uh, Chili and Matthew, they said, are dating and spent Thanksgiving. You must Christmas call her Chill. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Sucking on a chili dog. Or Matthew. Sucking on a chili dog. Met Chili's family. And uh, her rep said, I've been with Chili <laughs> since 2000. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> this is Papa Chili, Mama Chili. I've been with Chili since 2005, and I've never seen her. This in love. She is glowing. They are really cute together. Like a hot bowl of chili. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the news comes after the pair were spotted in Hawaii together last Ooh, year. Ooh, Hawaiian den- chili. Denying romance rumors <laughs> oh. at the time. It's got pineapple. Absolutely. Uh, and spam. Isn't that Hawaiian chili? Actually, that does sound pretty spam good. Spam and chili would sound pretty good, right? Steve, spam did you watch sure. Wheel of Fortune last night? Yes, I did. All right, so did you, did you get Final Wheel? It was uh, yeah, yeah. Hawaiian cuisine. So, uh, Preston, you referenced geography in my knowledge earlier. Uh, So it was uh, H-A and then a bunch of spaces and then I-A-N and then uh, cuisine. The guy got most of the next letters. And I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, Haitian cuisine. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Your your screw-ups on Wheel of Fortune can be the most embarrassing. Some of the contestants go like, there was one like... um, Basically, he said like Arctic flowers. I'm like, what? what? Yeah. No. Well, when you said when you said Hawaiian cuisine, I thought you said that. I thought that was the the, the subject or, the, no. or the, the the category. That was the answer. I'm like, wow, three letters pop up. Right, boy. But it, <laughs> it's kind of an obscure final clue or whatever. And yeah. And in my brain, Hawaiian Haitian cuisine made sense, but cuisine. Uh, Hawaiian's probably a little. More sensical. All right. Uh, Lamar Odom got candid about his struggles with addiction and his relationship to Khloe Kardashian in Lamar Odom, Sex, Drugs, and Kardashians, which premiered on Fox Monday night. They really should have promoted that more. Did they? I they promoted the ever-living <laughs> F out of it. You couldn't that. turn around without seeing a commercial for that thing. Uh, in addition to saying that cocaine was his girlfriend at the time, he also opened up about cheating on her. He said, I had these random women coming out. I was having full-blown relationships on the road, and my wife is Khloe Kardashian. It's bugging. He was. He also makes a claim in that special, Preston. He says that um, when he was at the uh, the Bunny Ranch, yeah. mm-hmm. that uh, they were trying to kill him, which is a crock of crap. 
That he's, he's that's bad for business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they were, and it gives no explanation as to why he believes they were attempting to kill him. He OG'd yeah. on cocaine and took a ton of horny goat weed. They they generally want their clientele to, keep to, stay, back. Yeah. to stay alive, uh, not only for bad PR but for repeat right. business. Yes, I right. Mean, you know they want you to come back around. Uh, he said, I'm laughing out of embarrassment. But Odom also shared that one time he was with another woman and she ended up having to actually call Chloe. He said, I'm going so heavy with the drugs that this woman got on my phone, calls Chloe and said, girl, you have to come get him. What wife doesn't love that call from your, your husband's prostitute? Yeah, oh my yeah. God. Hey, he's too drunk. Yeah, he's too yeah, wasted yeah, yeah. for me. You got to come. You got to come pick him up. We did it like six times and he was out. I think I'm really worried for him. Uh, so, Emily Ratajkowski said on Tuesday that she doesn't want to date uh, any more men who don't know how to handle strong women. Uh-huh. Especially the ones who truly think they want that in a partner. Like, how strong? Like, 500-pound deadlift yeah. strong? Yeah, or what are we talking, talking about here? <laughs> That's probably it. Uh, this comes shortly. I can at, pick up a car. After the news broke that she and Pete Davidson were going their separate ways. So, he can't handle strong women. Uh, she said, they're like, you're special. You've done it, she said. Uh, what, what the hell is that? must be a great conversation. Yeah. They're like, you're special. You've I done like it. lamp. <laughs> they slowly get emasculated, and they don't know what to do with those feelings, and they resent you, and then they start to tear you down, and then you're just back to square one. She said. Her, her biggest problems occur when she starts talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, when everything, that? that's when everything goes south. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this uh, The New Year's Eve drama continues between Andy Cohen and Ryan Seacrest. While Cohen might not have uh, picked on Seacrest this year. Andy! Um, uh, Ryan <laughs> said that he gave him the cold shoulder and said he said it was funny because my stage was right there in front of Anderson and Andy. Uh, he said uh, when I was not working, I was trying to get their attention, sharing that uh, they had waved or he had waved at them. He said, I thought maybe I was in the shot and I just wanted to say hi. Uh, they have a great show. And he said, and Anderson, the best. He turns around. He says, hey, have a great show. Very nice. But Andy did not turn around. So, I like Ryan Seacrest. A little drama. Yeah. He's been nice yeah. uh, anytime we've encountered Absolutely. him. Yeah. Uh, Justin Long shared a heartfelt Instagram tribute to his girlfriend, Kate Bosworth, Bosworth on her 40th birthday on Monday. Along with a carousel of photos documenting their t- time together, uh, Long wrote, she is 40. She is also the best part of my day, every day. Even when we're not together, she laughs with abandon. She makes me laugh. It's not quite that. No? Okay, it's not that dramatic? It's more sweet and lovely. What about Uh, huge freaking hooters, huh? Okay. Uh, She makes me laugh all the time, all the time, he added. She is the best. She has the best, softest lips I've ever kissed. She loves beer and football more than I do, and I love beer and football. She's the strongest person I've ever known. Strong like deadlift strong? I guess yeah. so, yeah. Stronger Emily. than Emily Ratajkowski? <laughs> uh, she's fiercely committed to the truth. She's so much fun to work with. She's the most fun to do everything with. Look at the fierce commitment to the truth on that chick. So she responded with her own romantic post, writing, you are my love and my light. My peace and my thrill. Here we go. Oh, yes, please. Tell me more. You are my love and my light, my peace and my thrill. Thank you for holding my hand when we sleep. My turtle to my turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tying my shoelaces when you notice they are undone. Oh, get the hell out of here. 
out of here. Thank you for making me laugh so hard. I have to leave the room because she's gonna throw up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna be out. Yeah. Uh, thank you for showing me what love is and making <laughs> making this a birth the best birthday ever. Sounds like the. Uh, at the end of Sixteen Candles, when they're on top of the, uh, the table, right, right, I right. got my wish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It sounds nice, but if somebody bent down to tie my shoe, I'd probably kick him in the face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can do it. You're a strong you woman. You're touch. I've, I've seen you do a three hundred pound deadlift. <laughs> but what if your back hurt? And they knew that about you. I just, come on. This ended pretty well. It started off yeah. with a "You're my love and my life, my peace and my throat." But then she went on. Uh, You're my zephyr of love. To say thank you. Transported on gossamer wings. <laughs> for showing me what love yeah. is. And for making this the best birthday ever, she wrote. So, a 40 I also birthday. So you put your finger in my cat. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, my God. What? Oh. <laughs> you didn't think anyone was looking. You think looking. You saw it, did you? <laughs> Uh, uh, they are a cute couple. Yeah. yeah. And he's been, uh, he's had uh, Drew Barrymore and... She was. Um, she's in a movie that I really enjoy. Uh, Tad Hamilton. Oh, really? I never saw that. Yeah, movie. yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. I thought, it's a rom com. I thought Blue Crush was pretty good. Yes, I like surfing movies. So. Superman Returns. She uh, plays Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah. Didn't care for Superman Returns. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, this is an odd story out of nowhere, Steve. According to court documents obtained by people Olivia Hussey and Leonard Whiting, yes, the stars of the 1968 film Romeo and Juliet have filed a lawsuit against Paramount Pictures for sexual harassment, fraud, sexual abuse, and the intentional infliction of emotional distress. So this strange? was a super well-received movie. Franco Zeffirelli was the director. <laughs> And um, they made a big thing about how it was young love. It was, um, and and I don't know if they made a big thing about the the, the nude nudity. Uh, but I the, remember it as a kid, though. Yeah. I remember it being like, ooh, right, uh, like like hearing that that that's a bit much. Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, 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 yeah. I do too because we watched it in school. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, is yes. that really? Yes. Yes. And guys, so, did you watch oh, that in school? In, in English, Steve. Steve yes. um, I think you and I are the same. Where like, uh, I don't. I hate Shakespeare, but I can't read Shakespeare. Right, I need to right. have uh, see it of the play or, or have a, a movie of it. And so the teacher recognized that it, it was a good way to teach Romeo and Juliet. So we reread it, and everybody was like, okay. And then when we watched the movie, it was like, oh, here's a better understanding of it. However, mm. in seeing the nudity in high school, I was like, oh, that's kind of jarring. So I remember seeing it in the movies. Okay. And I remember that the, the critics were all, oh, this is a, this is a good depiction. Right, this right. Is, because they are they they are younger in the in the book, and I'm like I, I guess so, you know. But uh, yeah, they're teenagers. Well, they were yeah. fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, right? the actors were fifteen and sixteen. Oh, like, yeah. therein uh-huh. lies the issue. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So uh, the lawsuit states that the pair had no choice but to act in the nude with body makeup as demanded on the last day of filming. Uh, after late director Franco Zeffirelli had apparently told him that the movie quote would fail if it's not they, a work and I want to see you, you babies if they didn't do it. Well, yeah. and they were told that they, they would be wearing like flesh colored undergarments. And, and then, then he then and he then, said, yeah. "Yeah, let's let's he, go nude." Yeah. No, we're yeah. not wearing that. Yeah, so they have. Uh, it's they actually have, a well done movie. Yeah, uh, but I didn't. Re- I, it's I let's. I'll be curious to see how how they how far they get with this, Preston. Yeah, yeah. So they filed the suit. We'll see. Uh, on yesterday's episode of the Today Show, co-host Hoda Kotb told viewers that Al Roker will be returning to the show later this week. Uh, she said, we have some great news to share this morning. Al is coming back to the show. 
according to Savannah Guthrie. And Cotby added, uh, people uh, were like, when, when, when? And, well, we have our day, and he'll be here on Friday. Uh, he'll be right here in Studio 1A. Roker temporarily left the show in November when he was hospitalized due to blood clots in his legs and lungs. How long has he been on the Today Show? I don't know. I mean, it's decades. Yeah, quite a while. Decades. He's doing well. Uh, just ahead of the release of his memoir, Spare, Prince Harry sat down with Anderson Cooper for a 60 Minutes interview. In a clip that was shared on Monday, he explains uh, why he and Meghan Markle handled their issues with the British royal family in a public manner. Why doesn't Andy Cohen like Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> uh, the Duke of Sussex said that he, he tried to deal with the matter privately. He said, every single time I tried to do it privately, there had been briefings and leakings and planting of stories against me and my wife. And he said, you know, the family motto is never complain, never complain. It's just a motto. And he said, when you were being told for the last six years, we can't put a statement out to protect you, but you do it, but you do it for other members of the family, it becomes uh, a point when silence is betrayal. Uh, the full a- uh, interview is set to air on Sunday, by the way. And then one last thing. Uh, according to Deadline, Blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross will be starring alongside Eddie Murphy in the prime video holiday movie Candy Cane Lane. Ah. Uh, it's the first of three movies in a three-picture and first-look film deal between Murphy and Amazon Studios. Uh, details about the plot are being kept under wraps. She is um, She's very good. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's very funny, very funny comedic actress. Um, so, yeah, I'd be curious to see how that comes out. Have there been any, and this made me think of this, the Candy Cane Lane, I know it's obviously it's going to be... Uh, the a, game? A holiday thing. Yeah. Uh, candy. Uh, no, I don't. Well, yeah. no, I assumed that it would like be a holiday yeah, romance right? thing. Has anybody done spoofs on the Hallmark movies yes. yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like theatrical. That's what I mean. Right, no. There hasn't been a uh, a parody movie yet. There, there, there needs to be. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. prime material now. There's so. a Candy Cane Lane in Orland. It was on my holiday activities list, like, in the very beginning when we first started doing it. It's like the whole street is lined with these giant candy canes. I love that. Uh, oh, and you're you're thinking of Candyland. <clears throat> Candy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. is there a candy cane lane in that? There might be. I thought there was. There's a molasses swamp. Wait, yeah, there is a uh, gumdrop uh, from Munda Falls. No, there's no from Munda Falls. <laughs> Uh, there's Gumdrop Lane, maybe? Or no, maybe there's Candy Cane Lane. I don't know. Kathy's going to look it up. We'll find out after we get the clips. How about that? It's one thing to disagree with your mom. It's something else entirely to find out that your mother killed your stepdad. That's not good. For you. Oh. Uh, Ginny and Georgia is returning for its second season. And in this clip, Sarah uh, Waysglass... Talks about the arc her character experiences in the new season. Here we go. I love seeing her go through her Mad Max phase um, and seeing her get really angry and how she deals with that and how she deals with betrayal and heartbreak. I just think she's such a fun character to get to play and get to learn about. And I learned so much more about her this year. And I think her arc is one of change and growth. Shut the f- uh, Jenny and Georgia season two premieres on Netflix. Tomorrow. Oh, I watch that. Oh, okay. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, it was, it's like a yeah, like you know, I don't have anything else to watch. I'll watch that. <laughs> okay, all right. No, but it was. It Why was don't they like, use I, that blurb in the yeah. ad? Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing else on. I'll watch it. Well, you know what? And I'm also watching. Um, uh, oh my gosh, what's the one? What's dead about? to me? Okay, yeah. Um, which is Christine in, Applegate? Yes, the and... the third season, and the, that's the same one. Like it's good. I laughed out loud last night at, at one of the uh, you know lines in in an episode, um, but it's 
I'm. I need like my Yellowstone. I need it's like not the, the drama. Yeah. Can't and wait the... to see right. the yes. next episode. Correct. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, there's a couple of those floating around with me too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I was watching that series. I need to right. go back and watch a couple more of those. All right, here's the next clip. Based on the global best-selling self-help book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, is a cinematic documentary designed to help us become less awful people. And here, writer Mark Manson talks about what happiness truly is. Here we go. In Subtle Art, I talk about, I make a distinction between happiness and highs. And this distinction, it was, it was pretty profound for me because we tend to mistake highs for happiness. And highs are nice. Like, we all, we all love having highs. And, and we, we do need a certain amount of highs in our life. But highs are not happiness. Shut the f*** up, huh? I read that book. Did you like it? Um, I remember liking some of it. Here's the problem, though, is I'm not a, I'm not a self-help book kind of guy. Uh, it, it, they, they give you a whole lot of information. Right. And I forget 99% of it. I think self-help works best or ideas for improving yourself, for me, work best when uh, it's like a TED Talk or when it's something that uh, is like a, uh, or even like talking to a therapist or something like that. Right. it hangs better yeah. uh, with me. I don't know. I, I just, I, I read a book that had a lot of, recently, that had a lot of philosophical uh, theme to it. And I was just bombarded with all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I, I'll never absorb all this. I need, I need if to, I take I, one or two things from this, that's about it. But, yeah. I mean, uh, it's this is an interesting uh, concept. Uh, it's kind of about not letting go and not over... Um, analyzing, yeah, over analyzing, or, or yeah, putting too much stock in right. certain things and stuff like that. So, oh, boys, anyhow, the subtle art of not giving an F opens in theaters today. If you want, all, right. Oh. all right, there you go. That's what I got in the entertainment report for you, Kathy. Did you find out anything about candy? Uh, uh, actually, uh, Smarty candy Pants lane. found it. Uh, oh. There is not a candy cane lane, right, Smarty? Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it there sounded are, like there would. There be. are several several other neighborhoods. Uh, there is no candy cane lane in Candyland, but there's Candy Castle, uh. Candy Hearts. Cherry Pitfall. Molasses Swamp. Yeah, so those exist, but uh, Candy Cane Lane is absent. It's a no-go. Thank you. Is there a Springfield in Candyland? Uh, There is everywhere. Everywhere in the United States in Candyland. There's a taffy pull. All right, uh, we have a secret text word today. Your chance to win. Uh, Smile on Blu-ray, so text word secret 39333. Go for it, my friend. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Stay with us on this Wednesday. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nick, you know a lot. You know what kind of fish you can catch in the Schuylkill River? Like, are you talking like catfish and perch and sunfish, <laughs> yeah. carp bass, that type of thing? Yeah, and depending on uh, the season and river conditions? Sure, yeah. Like shad sometimes. <laughs> eel will show up. A uh, wide variety of other marine life, for example. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so is this, is this, um, well said. Not that I'm going to impugn your vast knowledge of local fishing, <laughs> but... Um, do they suggest uh, the edibility? Yeah, well, Steve, that was the next thing I was going to look up. What, what are edible? Well, but like shad, you ever go? Uh, or do we, I think well, we're shad about... specifically caught there. <laughs> yes, uh, but like there used to be this thing on the Delaware called Shad Fest, which was a big party. Yes. New Hope. Yes, yeah, New Hope. Yeah, yeah. I remember I that. I don't know if it still happens or not, but um, I the, think it does. It was sort of based on the fact that you could eat shad. I don't know how much of a delicacy it was or wasn't, but right. um, yeah, they, they made a big party out of it. Uh, just by the way, here you see Steve, one link down from this. And by the way, we were reading that from the internet. <laughs> uh, it says, people ask, can you eat fish from the Schuylkill River? Uh, and yes, of course you can. Yes, yeah. just uh, I would probably be less inclined to eat from there 
Uh, and I, it's probably just a psychological thing, but I'd, I'd probably go further up stream. Yeah. To- I don't know. I'm, I'm reading something here that says, uh, I don't know what PCBs are, but it says it has a high <laughs> concentration of PCB and they should never be eaten. Oh, that's that's great. Great. No, it says American eel and carp are too, are too contaminated by PCBs because they are bottom feeders. Uh, oh, yeah. But the bass and catfish and perch and these, kind of, <laughs> these kinds of things, you probably can't. Uh, hang on. Uh, okay, well, here's an... All right. Here's an EPA guide. Yeah. Uh, That's how I decide where I'm going to eat every night. What uh, is this, the, it's, too, uh, it's too lengthy. I'm not going to go into this. I'm not going to read this article. No, right it's now. not the right time. Uh, but here's Fish <laughs> Consumption Advisory. Uh, oh, no, that says you should eat fish regularly. Yes, right. I do. So there you go. I do, too. Salmon is the number one protein. It's good for you. They should put some eat... salmon in the Schuylkill just for fun. Like well, they, they said they stock it anyway. Yeah, I mean, right? why not, right? And put uh, sailfish. I wouldn't do that, man. It attracts bears, man. Salmon? That's yeah. right, man. Yeah, we got bears. Oh, don't put it there, man. I told Shirley, you better keep them salmon out of the pool. I wouldn't do that, Attracts man. bears, man. <laughs> Look out, man. Bright light bears coming after me because I stuck my pool with salmon. How did Elvis get in here? It's been here all the Eventually, all fish conversations lead to Elvis. <laughs> You know the old saying. I wanted to chat about something other than oh. salmon and Elvis. Um, the fact that uh, Kathy had this news story earlier this morning a uh, at a car wash in Colmar in Montgomery County. Uh, there was a person that was pulling into the car wash and um, an elderly gentleman uh, had accidentally hit the accelerator instead of the brake. It flew into this car wash, and it ended up sideways on its side Whoa. inside the car wash. So you came in this morning. Uh, the the news story is running, and I look at you, and I said, how? Yeah. How does that end up like that? You found out how. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's a, it's like a small cave opening. I mean, it's, yes. it's not meant for – there's not a lot of wiggle room where a car can end up on its side. So the velocity had to be pretty substantial. Yeah, it had to have uh... – it's something that uh, that launched it up like that, or wedged it and, and made it flip I feel on its side. But the guy was stuck in there for like ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, you have all these gears, all these mechanisms, yeah. you know. And they had to, and they and, and you saw the uh, the footage. They had to cut the roof off of that car yeah. uh, to get him out of there. And the uh, car wash owner said that um, uh, it's you know it's done severe damage to the uh, to the car wash, and they, they it's closed until they can yeah. fix it up. So. Uh, but we were all talking about it. I, I had said that uh, earlier this morning. I've never hit the accelerator thinking it was the brake before. But the only uh, thing that I can relate to in this scenario is, that, and it's happened a couple of times, where I've been in a, uh, a fast food drive through and for whatever reason had to put the car in reverse for a moment and forgotten that the car was in reverse. And then as I think I'm pulling forward, I hit the gas and go backwards. Only going a few feet, but enough to make me go, oh, my God. It will scare the F out of you. Yes. I, I, now, mine was the other end of the spectrum, which is where my actual gas pedal fell to the floor on an old piece of crap car when I first started driving. And that, Preston, where you're you're literally stand, you're pulling on the on the steering wheel, standing up almost in the car to pull down, you know. Right. Uh, and so I'm trying to push down on the brake and lift the gas pedal up with my other foot. Oh, my God. But that, that sort of... You're kind of not paying attention in, in a drive-thru. You know where a similar c- scenario to what you described happens in um, stop-and-go traffic. Okay. So you're kind of out of it or whatever, and I saw it happen in front of me on the Long Island Expressway. There were, the traffic had been stalled, and then it started to move, and the guy had been kind of looking down. I don't know what, you know, and then he looks up, 
and he doesn't realize it just moved a little bit. It wasn't now flowing. For, so he, oh, he floored it right into the back of the car in front of him. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, it, it can it can happen uh, very, very easily. Uh, and uh, Casey, you had a moment where you oh, you're, you did that. Yeah, I, I was an unlicensed driver at the time <laughs> in a church parking lot while mass was going on. And I'm telling you, man. <laughs> an older man allowed you to drive his car for sexual favors. For sexual favors. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but I was the recipient. Was yeah, just, yeah. It's always weird I just when it to touch way. it once. No, uh, and, and you almost got into one of those collisions. But it was a gigantic, like, because you got to figure if I was, this is probably the 1991, 92, something right. like that. So this car was from the early 80s. It was like a big old boat, Oldsmobile. Yeah. And I was trying to be cool and I was looking at everybody yeah. as I was pulling up and I thought I hit the brake. I hit the gas and I went flying. And I, I mean, millimeters yeah. as mass was going on. Uh, here's a text. Now, I, I don't know if this is uh, legit or not or how they know this information, but they're talking specifically about the uh, this incident of the car wash. It says the guy was getting out and paying uh, when his foot came off the brake. So he, he, he may not have put it in park and was about to get out. The car starts moving forward. He jumped back in oh, and, then hit, and panicked hit. and floored. He oh. thought he was going to hit oh. the brake. Because obviously you would stomp on the brake yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point. And he stomped on the gas. That's what this person is saying. So that may have happened. Have you ever had your foot fall over both the brake and the accelerator? Yeah. 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 yeah especially when you're first learning how to right, drive. Right. You get confused and use both feet, which obviously you're not supposed to do. Well, like- you know, that, so one of the, one of the, a guy I knew in, in college was a cab driver and, and a city cab driver in Manhattan. And um, he, um, that's how they drive, right? Both feet. Really? Yeah, That's how right, my mother in law right, drives. Right foot's brake, left foot's accelerator. Huh. Mm. Which yep. is weird because, like, you know, if you drive a standard, like a, a five speed or whatever, Same thing. Uh, yeah. you're using both feet. Yeah. And right. that, to me, because I, I drove stick for a number of years, just felt and seemed normal. You yeah. Know? yeah. But, uh, but when it comes to. I need to, to one leg it. That's mm-hmm. how I do it best. Uh, I'm going to go to Barry, police officer. Hey, Barry, good morning, sir. Hi, Gray Mom. Hi, hey. Gray Mom. What's up, Barry? Hey, I couldn't tell you. I feel I feel for this guy. Um, so many times when you're going to a hot call, you know, sometimes you forget to put it in park, and that happens. Yeah. Um, and then you jump back in, you slam it, and I could absolutely see how uh, this guy did that. I, I couldn't tell you how many times you see cop cars rolling mm-hmm. when there's no one in it. I'll, like, bet, oh, I'll bet you guys come into a situation where your adrenaline's up. You you need to get there yeah. right away and jump yeah. out of the car and realize, oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's still in drive. Okay. I I wonder I wonder why there's not or why they've never done. You know how your 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 passenger sometimes it'll say your passenger airbag not activated or, right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It can sense that there's yeah pressure. Why wouldn't they have oh. if you're not on the if there's no one in the driver's the seat, seat that it can't move forward? That's a good question. Right? That there that there isn't an automatic brake. Right. There is that, a weight sensor that clearly dictates whether the airbags are operational, right? Um at least in the passenger seat. Passenger, right. But they, that means they have the technology they should right. be able to do that in the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah it would seem like a no brake. I, I invented that. That's a great idea. Now that my lottery thing if we can get both those going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh let me go to uh Nate. Hi, Nate. You're on the air. Good morning. Thank you very much. First time, long time. Hey, uh, welcome, Nate. All right, you got a story to share with us? 
Yeah, so this doesn't involve me. This involves my little brother, Jay. Okay. So he turned 15, and my brilliant idea was I was going to teach him how to drive my truck. I had a stick shift Ford Ranger. Okay. And usually when you're first driving stick shift, you stall it out like 30 times. So lo and behold, I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the driver's seat. He actually gets it moving. And I was like, all right, this is great. Turned down the drive because we had a fairly long driveway. Well, he panics, stomps on the gas, sends us launching down the driveway towards a tree. I had to reach over, spin the wheel so we didn't hit this tree head on, and we ended up sideswiping it, messed the truck up all kinds of bad. Wow. So that's my funny story. Well, we were talking about the panic that sets in. We talk, we're talking about it with um, with uh, motorcycles and, um, yeah. and and how you you leave your hand on the throttle. That happens, I think, the same way when, when people, for some reason, just lock, uh-huh. you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a text. Remember the guy from uh, Star Trek, Anton uh, Yelchin? Yeah. Yes. He played a Chekhov. Right. He got out of his car, and uh, he thought it was in park, and it rolled back, and it pinned killed him, him. Oh. up against this, uh, I, I think it was like a, uh, a, a pillar or something like that, and yeah. killed him. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah, you got to absolutely be careful. Have you ever had a car roll away from you when you got out that you realized it was not in park? Not that I can remember, but I'll bet you it's happened. I tell you what, I that's something I've always been so fixated on yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, and I, you'll see, if you watch, uh, you know, AFV has tons of videos of people pulling up. So they're pulling up, you know, level, suburban, driveway, you know, and they get out and the car starts to roll a little bit. It's like, man, how do you not put it in park? That mine will will beep. I've done that before. Where oh, does I it? haven't put it in park and I've turned the car off. Now, I don't know if uh, if I took my foot off the brake, if it would roll, like I don't know if there was some sort of lock on it, but um, it yeah. like it beeps pretty loud and you can't move. I remember one time. <laughs> oh my god, I was driving. My parents had a uh, Caprice Classic. Ah, uh, yes, big yeah. old boat, yeah. with a giant V eight in it, uh, and uh, I am. Like I always do, I'm playing drums on the steering wheel uh, to whatever Rush song it was. Right, yeah. So I'm beating the crap out of the, the steering wheel. And I, I come up oh, no. with my hand. I, I do, my right hand goes in upward For the big motion. Finish. I'm doing probably 45 miles oh, an hour. No. I threw it into park. Going 45 miles what an hour. What sound did that make? What does that do? It did not lock up like I thought it would. Right. Okay. The whole car shut down. Oh, it was like a can- uh, like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was that it was a, a dress star? Do you think that was a a built in fail safe? I guess so. I didn't break the car. I never told my parents about mm-hmm. that, but it scared the wow. hell out of me. I don't know what kind of freak thing, but I. Just, <laughs> do you know what? I hit that the the wand, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> the shifter, and it just went. Boom! And all the lights on the dashboard went out. Everything. I remember uh, my we were driving. My friend had a Firebird, and I was in the back seat, and my other friend in the passenger seat moved and hit hit it into park while they were we were going about forty five fifty miles an hour. And I remember it shut down as well. Hey, didn't we have? Uh... Our stunt driver, uh, Danger. Yes. Danger Hoff. Yeah, Bill Danger. Uh, did we have him do that in the we, parking lot one we time? We did. Yeah, and like he threw it in reverse. Throw it in reverse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Try, I don't remember what We happened. had to do all sorts of crazy crap. Oh, my God. God I think that was back in the day when we would, we'd just go, let's go buy a $100 Junker car <laughs> yeah. and do stupid stuff with it. Yeah. Not anymore. A lot of uh, a lot of texts coming Warriors. in. By the way, Steve saying that there are, are cars, a lot of different models um, of cars that will uh, shut down automatically. So, like similar okay. uh, features to what you were describing, right? Uh, but forklifts 
if you're not sitting in the seat, it stops. Okay. So as soon as you stand up on a forklift, yeah, it it's like a, a dead man's switch. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but do they, do they suggest that there are cars that have that as well? Yeah, a bunch of people are saying that about Ford F-150s. Uh, there's some uh, Jeep Grand Cherokees where that happens. Mercedes-Benz automatically. That's just got to be a standard, right, yeah. isn't it? So Mercedes will automatically put the car in park and put the parking brake on if you open the door at low speed. They've been doing this for years. So there are uh, ca- uh, cars that do this type of thing. They should call it the Steve Switch. Right. I they should. Uh, here's a text that says, speaking of the, the car wash incident, it says, remember a few years back, and I do recall this, uh, someone drove from a McDonald's drive-thru across Town Pike, Upper Gwinnett, and then through the massive front window of a hookah uh, bar. Yes. Uh, same thing, but about 50 yards away. They hit the they hit the accelerator instead. Oops. Uh, let me go. we got a bunch of calls here. Um, we'll go to Steve, speaking of car washes. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Gadzooks? Gadzooks, sir. All right, so you have this car wash car story thing. Yeah, so my dad was going through the car wash, the one, you know, you put your car in neutral, it pulls your tires, yep. pulls your whole car through, and as he was getting to the end with the big things Dry- on the side, drying his car off, uh, the car in front of him had already exited, and we actually have video of this from the car wash. The lady left the car wash, waves off the guys that, you know, would dry the by hand, mm-hmm. and... She gets to the end of the, you know, the, the little pull-out area. Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, we lost you. It gets to the end of the... Oh, sorry. Yeah. So... And, uh, He's calling from the space station. I'm sorry. Are we bothering you? Hello? Yeah. Sorry, my car. I was in my car and it <laughs> turned off. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. It does that thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to go through the dashboard. Were you getting yeah, in and exactly. out of your car right now? Yeah, I just got the work. <laughs> All, right, yeah. All right, so the the gal gets to the end of the thing. This better have a good ending. Yeah. Was she decapitated? She, uh, for some reason, put it in reverse. Okay. Floored it. Oh. Back into the exit of the car wash. Oh, no. Just missing the guys that were standing there about to dry my dad's oh, car. Uh, yeah. Goes into the car wash, hits my dad. Her car ends up on top of my dad's car. What? Wow. And... Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he didn't know what was going on because, you know, the big drying wheels were blocking his view. Maybe he thought that's how they dry your car. <laughs> <laughs> Never come to this <laughs> car wash again. They back another car up onto it wow. and let the exhaust dry the hood. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Man. You know, he brings, I, he brings up a good point, Bill Preston. In car washes, you'll see that. When they come through the other side, mm-hmm. right, and if, you, if, you, if it's one that you are going through and you can sit in, I'm always... Okay, can I hit the accelerator now? Can I? Can I? So the one the one I go to uh, in Harleysville, they they actually uh, it, it's got a, a two lights. It's got yeah. a, a, a light that says wait yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. and it blinks, and then a green light comes on when it's like okay, you can now. I'm still cautious. Put your car in gear and go. There's one place I go to. It's in uh, it's on Bethlehem Pike, and the car comes out. You're right on a main road. Uh, and it comes out, and there you'll see them. The guys are working there, and the car comes off the the line and starts to roll forward. There's a little nub there that's supposed to stop the car from moving forward if they miss it. But once or twice, I've seen it go over that, and the guys go running 
I, I, there's no way yeah. I would trust I love my, a little nub to keep a car from No way. Like no, that. and I love my car wash. I go to Parks Best. It's in, like, Havertown, Broomall area, but, like, it's not on a main thoroughfare. I mean, it, technically, it's on yeah, Westchester this Pike. Is, this but, is pointed right into traffic. Oh, uh, thank God this one's not yeah. because, I mean, you know, for that very reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, a, there's just a little bit of room for failure. Yeah, it'll stop <laughs> eventually. Yep. I'll bet these people in car wash... Car wash that work there, see, <laughs> all the time. See, either fender benders or close calls yeah. all the time. Uh, let's go next to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Great. What's up, man? So, um, I'm, I'm uh, 53 right now, and uh, back when I was in just out of high school, it was probably 89, 90. Um, I was doing um, reading mass readings for church, you know. Uh, uh, for a Catholic church and, um, I'm sitting up there and I'm, I'm getting ready to read my, uh, reading and I'm, I'm going through it. And all of a sudden we hear this loud, loud bang and there's smoke coming, you know, pouring through the church and everything here. A lady, uh, older lady had, uh, done something similar where she, you know, hit the gas instead of the brake and slammed into the side of the church. Oh. Um, <sighs> so, you know, we got, uh, church going on and smoke going you know, pouring through the place. And I'm kind of standing up there waiting for somebody to give me an idea as to, you know, should I continue? Should I not continue? Did did she actually break through the wall? No, she didn't uh, come through the wall, but she uh, definitely, if I remember correctly, um, you know, she destroyed the, there was like a stained glass window there. And, Mm. um, you know, there was definitely damage to the side of the building. And um, I'm kind of looking around for, you know, somebody to give me a signal. And I continue to read for a few more minutes. Stretch, stretch. someone, you know, <laughs> kind of pull me aside and say, ah, let's just take care of this uh, situation first before we We're going to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Casey, at, at the moment, right as he... <laughs> They're bringing the, the host out, and instead of the bells, there's just horns yeah. stuck. <laughs> uh, thank you, by the way. Uh, and and when, when there are, I guess you don't see that anymore, maybe because of the way the, the horns work. But yeah. you remember when cars, yeah, cars would get in an accident, yeah. and the horn would stick on. Keep going. And you just you would have to deal with that noise. I wonder if if that was something. Well, is it just because they updated the way the horns operate, or if that was something they made sure wouldn't happen if a car was in an accident? Yeah, they probably. I, I don't know. Everything so is digital yeah, now. Right, yeah. So, so uh, not they used to be in the early. They'd, there'd be a guy, a pastor, whose job was was to go eh. just in case, and they stopped doing that. It was too expensive. <laughs> uh, let me go next to yeah, I, and I, I, I their name. Is this uh, Candon, or is there more to that? Uh, probably Candace. Well, there's an N there after A, Can- so it'd be Candon. Candan. Uh, all right. Hi, what's your name? Person whose name Hi. starts with a C? It's Candace. Candace. Yeah. Oh, it's spelled incorrectly. Okay. Candace. Candace. all the time. Okay. All right. What's up, Candace? So, so I was. Uh, so when I was about 12 years old, and my sister was 17, she had just gotten her driver's license. Uh, she had, she was driving my mom's old Chevy Celebrity that had like the front oh. bench seat where the whole seat moved up. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. Those. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? So when when I she thought, well, I'm going to take you to the parking lot in in the local state park by our house, and um, you can drive the car around. So I was like, oh, cool, that'd be great. So we're driving around the parking lot, and at the end of the parking lot, there's like a cul-de-sac, and now mind you, it's a wooded area, so we're surrounded by trees and you know all that fun jazz and. Um, 
uh, as I was going around the cul-de-sac, I caught in the corner of my eye what I thought was a police officer. And again, I was like 12 years old, shouldn't be driving. So I freaked out, jumped in the back of the seat, didn't stop the car, didn't put it in park, didn't do anything as the car continued to roll basically towards the the wooded area. Thankfully, my sister jumped across the bench seat and was able to get control of the car before we went rolling down the... You jumped into the the back seat while you were driving? Yeah, well, I was 12. I didn't know any better. It seems like a good idea at the time. I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, that should be rule one. Remain in the driver's seat. How old was your sister, by the way? Uh, My sister? How old was she? Yeah. Uh, she was, well, she was 17. She had okay, so she's old enough to drive. Yeah, okay, right. all right. I, yeah, I, I yeah, thought yeah. maybe it was your younger sister. Right, yeah. She's like the nine-year-old four-year-old <laughs> over and took care of it. I wow. got it. Thank you, Candace. Appreciate that. By the way, yeah, remember those bench seats? So oh, yeah. vehicles, we had a, we had a, a few trucks uh, growing up in the whole front seat. You would have to, it, it, everybody had to agree. Well, the driver. The driver got the, this way. We had a, uh, well, my first car was a Bonneville, a Pontiac Bonneville, huge car, had a bench seat. I could drive it from the passenger side. I could stick, so it would look like, yeah, no, no like one nobody was driving. was driving. I remember that. <laughs> There's no way they make those on any no. vehicles anymore. No, right? no, no. Um, yeah. Maybe trucks. Maybe uh, pickup trucks. No, if they have a yeah, if, if somebody like a cockpit, if somebody design. can sit in the middle, if you can have three across yeah. in the front, because that's what we used to do. Oh, yeah. all the you time. Know, the little kid would sit usually in the yeah. middle. Or um, you just have them jump around and play in the car. That too. They play catch. Well. You go lay down in the yeah. wheel well. Dude, have I a mean, frisbee game. You should see some of these these pickup trucks these days. I mean, it's like driving a limousine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is how uh, palatial they are on the inside? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, to Amber next. Hey, Amber, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Amber? <laughs> um, so when I was 18, I worked at Sesame Place in Langhorn. Uh-huh. And on there was, like, a, a specific parking lot that we had to park in. And on the side of, like, this row of, like, shopping center, there was, like, a good five baby trees. And I went to go back into my spot while I was parking for work and hit the gas instead of the brake and knocked one of these baby trees over. <laughs> like, completely uprooted. You ripped it out. So so what did you do? So I just pulled out of the spot and found a whole new park. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> no. Uh-huh. So I... We, me and my family still live in, uh, like, in Bucks County in the area. And every time I go into that shopping center, there's, like, four grown trees and, like, this completely... <laughs> <laughs> that you murdered. Yeah. That must be oddly satisfying to see that. I'm like, hey, Mom, knock that tree over. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you, Amber. And ironically, there was a cop sitting across the parking lot, and he didn't... So I was, like, panicking the entire time. You know, it blows my mind when I see people with vehicles who's, and they just, it's their thing to back into spots in parking lots. Okay, that's your thing. But you should be at least remotely good at it. You know, you should have the chops. I've seen more than my fair share of people go up on the curb, hit uh-huh. hit uh, parking meters because they can't, they don't know how to properly back a vehicle into a spot. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's more complex than it looks. By the way, speaking of um, 
bench seats. Yes. Uh, Nick found this article. It says today very few vehicles uh, have front bench seats, and they're almost entirely trucks and full-size SUVs. However, changes in technology are reopening the door to bench seats, and they have been spotted on some electric and autonomous concept designs. So these are concepts. Right. Uh, some autonomous vehicle designs even suggest seating passengers around a table in the center of the car. Do you remember the older, older cars, Preston, used to have swinging seats like you'd find on a porch? No. <laughs> I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> you had me for a second. Like, Why? How? <laughs> what? Comfort? How could that work? I read, Steve, I rewatched the uh, Ed Helms uh, vacation movie not that oh. long ago, and they, they buy that whatever vehicle that, is. It's yelling in it, Korean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Oh, exactly, yeah. which is a funny joke that runs throughout <laughs> the movie, but at one point, Ed Helms is like in the driver's seat, and it starts turning around entirely. <laughs> yes. He's like facing yeah. the back. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, hopefully, this guy who uh, drove this car into the car wash in Colmar is okay, 77 years old, and they had a, they, he was in stuck in the vehicle for an hour and a half. And they it must be very clean. Cut it apart to get him out <laughs> yeah. of the car wash is running the entire time he got stuck on. <laughs> no. All right, but thank you for sharing your stories. We appreciate it. we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We have an appointment to go on television this morning. We're going to be on Fox Good Day when we get back, as well as sharing some bizarre file stories, so you stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, we'll wait for some music. How much time, Marissa? I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Kathy, do you have any lip gloss real quick? Oh, yeah, I some time to put that on. Um, hurry, 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 hurry. But, uh, we're going to go on uh, Fox Good Day in Check a your seams. Uh, Mike is out today, so it'll be Alex and Thomas. Check your seams. Your pantyhose. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. stockings. I didn't know this might be showing. Uh, 56. Oh, here we go. Look at all that fog that's out there. At least it's a little warmer today. So, as we get ready for Preston and Steve, only four days into 2023, and a Michigan college student has already put out a list of words that should be banished. So, let's get to Preston and Steve, hey. words that should be banished in 2023. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, yeah, there there are uh, words and phrases and things like that that get beat into the ground, and yeah, I don't mind. I think words should be brought back, like privy. Privy, yeah. privy, sir. <laughs> right. Fortnite. All the details. But is there is there one word that just irritates you that you hear over and over again? Uh, <sighs> so I I saw the list. I, t- I took a gander at it, so I know what it is. And I, I agree with their their number one choice. I'm kind of tired of the term goat. Uh, at this point. Uh, applying to greatest the greatest of all, of all time. time, not the animal, which we all agree looks cool because of the eyes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the horns. And the horns. As well. But, uh, yeah, I think I think goat should be, I don't know. What about sheep? Uh, maybe we could try that. Is there is sheep on the list? That? No, sheeple is not on the list. Uh, okay. No. I have not seen the list. <laughs> what do you guys think is... Okay, next. Uh, go ahead. Oh, uh, well... 
Irregardless, I, I agree with that one. Yes. It's, it's not even a word. Right. It's not a, regardless is the proper, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Regardless of the goats. <laughs> but when you're in the middle of a conversation and may become heated, someone just cuts you off and says, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. I, sometimes I find myself using that to get I'm, out of a conversation. When I'm running out of things to say, <laughs> right. that is yeah. what it is. Anywho. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I like anywho yeah. better. Yeah. 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 But, or, you know, the old, the old fallback, which is, why don't you shut up? Yeah, that's, that's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or why don't you go, yeah, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, you wanted to add Quiet something? Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, mine is, I think maybe it's considered more of like a phrase than a word, but I cannot it's like nails on a chalkboard for me when people go oh cool 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 cool, cool, oh, cool. I've, like, I've, I've, have you guys heard like that cool, cool, cool. Sure. on a chalkboard no. i have not really cool, oh cool, god cool. yes i've heard that's a humdinger oh my god <laughs> you know what drives me crazy though oh, it's a phrase it's not a word just saying oh i'm yeah. tired of just saying uh, i still yeah. say that though mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like become part of my vocabulary it's almost like saying <laughs> like no offense, but they're about to offend you. That's how I take just saying. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just saying. Or sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. When it's that yeah. drives me crazy too. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. And those are phrases. Whatever. Though. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if they drive me too that that crazy, but it's more phrases than just words alone. I think I just try not to use them too much myself. You know, if I catch myself using a phrase over and over again or a word over and over again, I, I am more self-aware of it. When other people do it, it sort of just becomes a part of the, their vocabulary, and you, it yeah. can be annoyed by it. But, like, when you're doing it yourself over and over again, I think that's it's all right to be aware your, of those Your things. fallback, Nick, is anti-disestablishmentarianism. Right. And, yeah. uh, that's if I hear I'm, you say that one more time. I'm really sorry, guys. I apologize in Well, advance. the problem is yeah. when we spend as much time together in a room, right. we, I, I know the words and the phrases that you use over and over again. You know the ones that I use over Likewise, and over again. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it might not be goat. It might not be quiet quitting. But there are phrases that we all say over and over again. Sure. What are your safe words when you're... jelly. <laughs> when your dom is getting too aggressive, Preston. Uh, safe word. Uh, what's oh that? What's God. your safe word? <laughs> my, my safe word is uh, pineapple. Pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I, and with that, we have I to go. Oh, bye, guys. <laughs> see you. Take care. All right, we'll see you later. Nice. This yeah. list has like like amazing or absolutely like they're just words. Like that's stupid to me. That's just a word. <laughs> Orange isn't even a word. A range. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. You know, people, like the way people are using absolutely. goat, fine, but people are still using the word amazing as what it's supposed to be used right, for. But, but I think Absolutely, that, that's my goat. I think it's <laughs> overusing it. Uh, if if they uh, keep responding to what you're saying, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It, instead of, you know, definitely, positively, <laughs> you know, throwing some other words in there to mix it up. We all have our fallback words. Do you actively, I, I will actively attempt to incorporate to, to bring in some new words to use a little bit more, you know, to, to change, our, at least to be a little more engaging as a conversationalist. But there's just some words just get it done. Sure. Like, yeah. you know, mother effer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's timeless. It is. It it's one really of the best is. ones ever. Most definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the full list, I'll read this out to you, though. Uh, number one is goat, and then it's inflection point. Is yes. Two. Oh, overused in the political realm, too. Oh, see, oh. I, that's why I don't yeah. really know I've it. never even heard that before. Uh, quiet quitting was third. Gaslighting was fourth. Moving forward, five. Uh, number six is amazing. Amazing. Uh, number seven, does that make sense? Uh, number eight, irregardless. I, that I hate. It's not a word. It's not a word. Yeah. I hate it. It's, it's not even regardless. a word. Uh, number nine is absolutely. Absolutely. And number 10 is it is what it is. <laughs> ah, 
You know, la- well, there was a, a word last year's list, it made last year's list that I got so sick of was un- unpacking. Um, let me unpack oh, let me that. unpack that for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to unpack this for you. Yeah, let you me pack your fudge. You know what I will replace it is what it is with uh, and from time to time and gets the job done? It's, um, but what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'll say that. Blah, 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 this and that. I got this going on, that going, but but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's the most, yeah, it's the most, axiom- it's the most self-explanatory, but it, it, it's just word, it's just word goop, you know, yeah. like a word salad. Yeah. Ooh. Is that the best kind of salad? No, salad balls. Uh, yes, which are Brussels sprouts in Jackie Bam Bam land. All right, we need to do the Bizarre File before this goes on. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by Connecticut School of Broadcasting, where they'll teach you not to say Connecticut. <laughs> Uh, this year, invest in yourself and your future at Connecticut School Broadcasting. B- CSB Media Art Center is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Broadcast media training in months, not years. Schedule your tour today. Visit gocsb.com. Uh, the teens, a follow-up story, who gained international notoriety after opening his own medical clinic and practicing medicine without a license. Yes has been sentenced to 28 months in prison on separate fraud charges. Because it's my understanding that's illegal, right? Malachi Love Robinson, now 24, was convicted on fraud and grand theft charges. According to police report, Malachi was working for United States of Freight, a shipping broker. I think that's Malachi. Uh, Okay, yeah, Malachi. Uh, and uh, it's spelled the same as Malachi, which is interesting. <laughs> like the Malachi Crunch. Yeah, the Malachi Crunch. Right, exactly. Uh, so a shipping broker when he was arrested just 15 months after being released from prison. According to officials, Robinson instructed the customers to pay him directly instead of the company. <laughs> of course. One customer Let's cut out the middleman. instructed to wire the funds to a bank account, uh, and apparently uh, they found that that account belonged to Robinson. The account received over $2,600. The other... Customers were instructed to pay via PayPal or Venmo. Subpoena records also found that uh, the accounts were registered to Robinson. Uh, Malachi Robinson was taken first taken into custody on, for practicing medicine without a license back in 2016 after giving a physical exam to an undercover female officer. Uh-oh. At that time, he was sentenced to three and a half years for practicing medicine without a license, grand theft, and various fraud charges. He's What's the spatula for? Serving one year in a Virginia prison on charges of forgery and fraud. <laughs> a man was rescued Tuesday. Well, we already talked about that. From a car wash in uh, Montgomery County. I was going to include that in the bizarre file, but we <laughs> talked about it at length, so we'll move on. In South Carolina, the smell coming from a clothing donation bin reportedly caught the attention of somebody passing by, and that led to the discovery of a female body inside of it. Now the sheriff's office says that authorities are investigating as they would a homicide. The bin was was between a car dealership and a motel. The investigators took the whole thing away. Was it like a dumpster bin? Because sometimes no, people fall into... No, this is a donation bin. A donate? Well, yeah, that's happened as well. Absolutely. Uh, not much is known about the body at this point, but officials believe the body is female, but they could not specify the age. There's no indication of how the person died. At first, they thought the person may have died trying to stay warm during a recent cold snap, but the remains were too decomposed for that. I bring my dead bodies directly to Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. Officials also said a number of items in the bin appeared to be several years old, including a collection of VHS tapes. 
I don't think they've cleared out this bin for a while. Look, short circuit. Uh, they expect to learn more about the case after an autopsy on Wednesday. Ahead of the New Year celebrations, people dressed as Santa Claus were allegedly beaten up by a Hindu organization in Ahmedabad on Friday. Finally, this might take the heat off of Philadelphia for yeah, throwing snowballs yeah. at Santa. Activists reached the uh, Kankari Zoo entry gate where a uh, carnival was organized by the government. They alleged that the people dressed up as Santa Claus... It's our annual Santa beating. ...were uh, conducting conversion activity by giving chocolates and religious books to the visitors. They also claimed that they received uh, complaints about the same. <laughs> Uh, the video of members of the Hindu uh, organization attacking and beating up the individuals dressed up as Santa Claus went viral on social media. Uh, the members were seen threatening the Santa Clauses to go back to their churches to spread the word about their religion. By the way, they're a Hindu supremacist organization. Oh, there you go. A spokesperson they, said... They just don't like jolly people. Uh, for the past four days, the uh, Kankaria Carnival missionaries have been promoting Christianity by selling books dressed as Santa Claus near their entry of the zoo and promoting uh, conversion activities by explaining about Jesus and Christianity. On um, being informed about that matter... 20 activists stopped the conversation activity in the government program. No police complaint has been registered about the incident so far. There's something otherworldly about Santa's being throttled at a zoo. Yeah. Uh, in Germany, a driver had his license taken away after he appeared to have fallen asleep behind the wheel of his Tesla, oh, no. which was on autopilot and led police on a chase. And police spotted the Tesla driving down Autobahn 70, leaving Bamberg. Officers attempted to stop the Tesla, but the vehicle did not pull over. The car was traveling at about 70 miles per hour. It did not slow down or speed up during the attempt traffic stop. The Tesla kept the same distance from the patrol car in front as they traveled down the Autobahn. Police pulled up next to the Tesla's driver's side window and noticed the driver only identified as a 45-year-old male reclined in his seat with his eyes closed and his hands off the You're steering wheel. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> the driver eventually woke up after 15 minutes into the pursuit and followed police instructions to pull over. Uh, police also believe that the driver was under the influence of drugs. A further investigation revealed that the driver had placed a so-called steering wheel weight in the footwell of the car's driver's side, and that device is attached to the steering wheel to trick the vehicle's safety system by pretending that your hands are on the wheel. Uh, the driver is being investigated for criminal endangerment of traffic, and his license has been suspended pending a formal hearing. Yeah, the whole length of the Autobahn, it's illegal to use vehicle automation. Is it? Yep. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, this morning. Hey, we have a secret text word. It's your opportunity to win the movie Smile on Blu-ray, so text the word secret to 39333. We'll grab a winner by the end of the show, and you can call in with the secret text word later, or you can just sit back and wait. Maybe we'll draw your name and give that away. Uh, we're going to take a break. We've got a couple of guests in the studio. When we return, stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You know, Christmas is a magical time. It is. And uh, <laughs> when love strikes around Christmas, it's even, I mean, that's what the Hallmark movies are all about. Every yeah. every single one of them is a, is a romantic movie. And we had our, our very own uh, Hallmark romance happen here in Philadelphia in uh, the sports complex in the Wells Fargo Center. Was this on Christmas Day? It was the no. Christmas game. Yeah, it was right before. Yeah. At Sixers. Okay, the right. Christmas game was in New York. Okay. Well, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers 
had a little special event that took place other than the game on this particular night. And it was a proposal that happened right there on the hardwood. And it kind of virally caught on. So we are welcoming the happy couple. I would say happy new couple, but they've been together for a long time. Please welcome Jackie Murtha and Chris Jerome. To the show. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Welcome and thanks for being here. <laughs> thank you so yeah, much for having you. us. No problem. So let me uh, let me lay the groundwork here for those who may not know the story. Uh, Jackie is not only a uh, on the Sixers dance team, but you're you're the captain. Of the Sixers dance. Team. I am. This is my uh, first season being captain. I am so excited um, to take this next step in my career. So it's been really great. Well, congratulations on that. A couple of congratulations. Thank and you then, so much. Uh, Chris is the man who proposed to her. At what point? Well, congratulations to you as Thank well, you. Chris. All right. Um, how long have you guys been together? By the way, uh, almost eight years now. So quite some time. Did you meet, uh, meet yeah. in school? Uh, yeah, we went to the University of the Arts. Um, I was there for one whole semester. Uh, it, was, it was enough to catch Jackie's eye. Um, uh, I then transferred to UMass because I'm from Massachusetts. Okay. Um, and we started dating um, a little after that. So. so one of the reasons that this has caught on uh, was not only it was, it was a, a wonderful thing, you're part of the team, and, uh, and, and you did it at her place of business, her work. And, it was and, a clever and, proposal. In front of a huge crowd. It was a very clever proposal. But um, people started started pointing out that uh, she is out of your league, to, to quote specifically the way things are going, that she's <laughs> she's too hot for you. And so that kind of started, that kind of caught people's attention. And, uh, and Nick, your response to it. Yes, too. yes. exactly. Uh, which was, I think, the appropriate response, by the way. Thank you. Like, uh, that, that's what I would say yeah. about what, my What wife. was the response? I didn't see oh. the response. Oh, so... Um, basically what happened was I proposed and then, you know, I, you know, talked to Jackie for a little bit, sat down and then all of our friends and family were there and my brother texted me and he's like, dude, you're getting dragged in the comments right now. He's like, you might want to stay out of the comments, but he sent me the post and I looked down and was like, oh, Jesus is bad. And I was like, yeah, I got to get ahead of this. By the way, you just on a very well thought yeah. out, well executed, romantic. I know. I it, don't know how you could not be swept up with that. And your first reaction is to castigate you for what they feel is an inequity. It's so stupid. Exactly. So I was like, all right, I think I'm pretty funny. Jackie thinks I'm funny. My mom says I'm funny. Like, <laughs> I can I can come up with something real quick. So I was just like, dear comment section, I know she's out of my league. I'm just happy to be here. And I was like, that's fine. Like, I don't think that many people will see it. I put my phone down. And then it blew up. And uh-huh. so after the game, I thought my phone was ringing. And it was just Twitter notifications. But oh my God. people apparently really liked it. So. <laughs> well, you so, provide hope, right? Yeah. And, and Chris my, and Jackie, my son is a huge Sixers fan. He watches every second of every game. And so he, he was watching. And, and uh, he's uh, buddies with Matt Cord uh, and uh, Christian Crosby, who's the in-arena host. Uh, and, and so my son alerted me to the proposal. And so I saw it on social media. I was like, oh, this is so cool and so sweet. And I swear to God, and I don't mean this in any disrespect, because I have a hot girlfriend and she's out of my league. I looked at you and I was like, oh, he's kind of like a, a nerdy looking dude, but good for him, right? I didn't mean it in a, in a mean way. <laughs> and then I started I started reading the comments, cause, and, and people are just a-holes. And, and it just reminded me that you seem like a good person. We don't know each other, but like you seem like a good, a good dude who met a nice person and physical attraction can come in all shapes and sizes. And you guys have been together for a long time. So I'm sure it wasn't the first time you heard, she's out of your league, you've outkicked your coverage, whatever. And at some point, that kind of gets old. But at other points, you're just like, yeah, okay. Well, how, how long have you heard? Uh, Jackie, how, has, have, have you, has this been something that has been 
unnecessarily brought to your attention the entire span of your relationship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, when Chris and I first started dating, we were long distance for a while, and a lot of his friends were like, is she real? Yeah. Is she, are you guys actually dating? You know, it was a big joke with him and his friends um, a lot of the time, but... Uh, Overall, I don't really see it as that. I just love him for who he is. I obviously think he's so handsome, but <laughs> I mean, I never saw it, but we have gotten it a lot of times. You know, you know what happens is that the, what really is should be the purest basis for a relationship, which is what you're expressing, s- still catches people off guard because we're so trained to think one way. Uh, I, I clearly, you know, I was not my wife's type at all when we first started dating and you know i i she was there was a different type that i went for and that now we are you know it, it that just happens but it's hard a lot of times for people to just go how the hell did that happen you know and 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 and, and people can be very indelicate when they are expressing oh. that oh yeah yeah of course and i mean Honestly, and exactly what you're saying, I just think that a relationship is so much more than looks and um, just, like, physical attraction. I mean, Chris and I, we're just best friends through and through. Everything that we do together, we're always making each other laugh, and we just love spending time with each other. And, you know, we were friends first, and that's what really just made us... um, grow so much closer, and that's why we started dating and decided to be long distance, um, because we just... Loved each other so much, it was so worth it. Yeah. I don't know how to say anything without sounding like a dick. <laughs> I think by, by prefacing it that way. Yeah. Well, if, I, you mean you don't need to deal. be a dick about it. No, no, I don't because I love seeing mismatched what, what, yes. uh, what on the surface looks like that a little bit. Now... You're a good-looking guy. Thank You're you. a stunning woman. All right, so, <laughs> so much. Uh, and so, <laughs> I know, I know where you're going. She knows. Look, yeah. And so, I'm thrilled for you. By the way, yeah, Chris, yeah. I, I, I'd say, I say, kudos to you because I'm, I am you. I mean, I'm, I'm totally. We you. all, we're well, all. Yes. Yes. We well, never see you in this room. Are you except in for fact, Kathy? You're way better looking yeah. than us. Oh yeah, so, you're far more. Yeah. There is a, there has been a running SNL skit. Where it, 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 it was once Jennifer Lopez, and then yeah. it was, and so what happens is, is that there's a reporter on the scene of something that's going on, and a guy comes over, and there's there's a very attractive woman, and he, you know, the guy is like, so who is this? Is this your dad? Is this your brother? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's my husband. So I'm here with this woman and this and this uh, who is obviously visually impaired. All of these things are start to go into it. So and is how often do you deal with this? Because it's really, you know, it it's 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 something that people are going to focus on. We are. Yeah, I yeah. mean, honestly, other than this right here and Chris's friends roasting him, we really don't deal with it. It's not like he's a bridge troll. He's no. a good cool guy. Definitely not. Oh, right. <laughs> it's just so, so funny. Yeah, yeah no. to see the reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. And um, I would say we haven't really dealt with it on the outside um, of our friend groups and like little jokes here and there. Um, other than now, obviously. Yeah. yeah. What was all right? So I, I have other questions um, about uh, what you. Uh, so you're a dancer, obviously. Yeah. You guys met at the University of the Arts. So mm-hmm. what did you go? I'm talking to uh, you, Chris. What did you end up going to UArts for? What's uh, your specialty? Are you singer, dancer, actor, all of the above? I went for uh, music production and was planning on minoring in composition, but then I was worried that I wasn't going to get a job. So I was like, all right, I should probably 
figure something out. So then I went to UMass, and then I was a marketing major there. Okay. Um, okay. But are you a musician as well? I am, yeah. So my main instrument is drums, but I also play guitar. and oh, that's a drummer. So, drummer. so would you say that it's the, the best shot at... What's your advice? To get, in other words, give the advice to the guy who is all of us about landing someone like Jackie. What's 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 the best bit of advice you can give? I think honestly, it's just it's truthfully be yourself. Like yeah. from the get go, I've always said to Jackie, like I'm just going to be me, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be honest, sometimes brutally honest, but I'm going <laughs> to spin it with a joke every time that I'm yeah. brutally honest. So at least you laugh, right? Um, but yeah, I feel like if you know you're just being yourself, it's easier to. You know, come across as like authentic and natural, and just connect with people. Yeah, it's true, Jackie. When it comes to the uh, actual proposal, did you have any idea that it was coming? Oh uh, no, I had literally had no idea. I didn't even know he was thinking about buying a ring. I thought we might get engaged in 2023. We're going on vacation this summer, so maybe then. So I was absolutely shocked. It was just like a regular in-game promo. And I was just clapping along, you know, doing my job. And when they pulled down that will you marry me sign, I didn't even think it was for me. I was like, oh, surprise proposal. How nice. <laughs> walk, walk us through uh, how you did it, Chris, because it was it was pretty cool. Um, so do you mean the planning phase or just like the execution, day? everything? The, the yeah. execution, because it was really unique. It was cool. So the hardest part was kind of getting into the arena and like having a good story. So one of her friends uh got tickets via work and got me one. And then, so that way I was able to sit with her and then my family was able to kind of sit and not be seen. And then... You had to sort of surreptitiously make sure they were out of her line of sight. Yeah, Yeah. so all my friends and family that came, I was like, you can't sit basically in this half of the stadium. You gotta (laughs) sit in the other Um, And then, so, originally I thought it was going to be between the first and second quarter, so I left my seat around halfway through the first, and I never leave my seat. Like, when I'm there to watch basketball, I'm there for buckets. Like, right, I'm right. not going anywhere. And so, apparently, Jackie was a little confused that I actually was missing for so long because it <laughs> ended up being um, first time out in the second quarter. So I go to the back, and I uh, meet Gary, and he gets me into the inflatable, and we're just kind of sitting there, and he goes, all right, so eventually there'll be a timeout, and I'm like, The inflatable oh, okay. is a... Um, um the, uh, inflatable yeah, mascot. the inflatable right, mascot, mascot yeah. costume. Yeah, so, the inflatable Franklin. Okay. So then as the second quarter starts, like, I kind of hobble out there, and, you know, I'm in basically this, like, backpack parachute type thing. <laughs> okay. And then my shoes are hooked in, and so we go out, and then we're, like, next to the court waiting for a timeout, and it took forever for a timeout to come. <laughs> and so at this point, people are coming up to me because they think, like, I'm the employee, and, like, I'm a real <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm, like, sweating in there. I'm locked in. Oh, and, no. like. Kids are like, oh, my God, Air Franklin, can I get a picture? And people are taking selfies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, let me Did you have anybody come up and go, have you seen Jackie's boyfriend is here? Have you seen this guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then the timeout came and I hobble out under the court. And, you know, I'm planning on looking at Jackie and looking for Jackie, but I can't see anything in there. So I was like, well, I'm just going to wait. And there's like an air thing, so I can't hear anything either. So I'm just waiting for Gary to tap me on the back so I can take it off. So you can't see or hear? No, not really. So I was like just kind of standing there and I was like, all right, any minute now. And then I feel the tap. So then I just like eject. And it was like perfect the way it was just like ah, everything's yeah. off like and, a chippendales dancer yeah, yeah. And, but then my shoes got stuck and then i was like oh, oh no. no if i trip right now that's what i was worried about right. like, i was gonna fall down as my shoe was stuck in there and that's what i was gonna get flamed oh, for you would have gone even more viral for that exactly man. all my friends said that like people then looked at jackie because they were like oh my god let's see her reaction so they're like we didn't really see you get stuck but we kind of wish you did because that would have been like yes. really funny and i was like you guys are the best friends i have like, I <laughs> 
You were and you were legit. You could just tell it's a legitimately. I don't know who could not respond and, and just find this just beautiful. It's so sweet. And your reaction, Jackie, is legit. You both are having uh, you know this 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 wonderful reaction. Uh, what would so you're caught completely off guard. You had no idea this is coming. And and how were you able to then regain your composure and continue on with your job? Oh, I mean, let me tell you, it took a minute. <laughs> once we got off the court, I mean, he just proposed, this is the best day of my life already. And then he goes, oh, by the way, all of our friends and family are here. We had 50 friends and family, like, Aww. in the arena. So then I start crying again. Yeah. I'm, like, sobbing. I mean, you can see it in the video. I'm, like, crying. And your job is to, is to pet people up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, after that, um, I went to the back, and, you know, we celebrated, jumping around, exciting. And then we had a halftime performance, not too long after that so uh i just you know got it together you know i've been dancing for 20 something years now exactly so i have to be there for my team and you know my job uh comes first 99.9 percent of the time so (laughs) did your team know this was happening only my two best friends on the team knew everybody else it was a complete surprise for them were they they your confidants uh, in getting this done or, or did you did you did you i assume you had to call in some 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 people. Yeah, so I went to them because I didn't have her coach or the director of entertainment's numbers. Okay. So they were the only people that knew, and then they put me in touch with the coach and the director of entertainment. Uh, okay. So, Who's the coach these days? Uh, Carrie McDonald. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be a dancer for the uh, Sixers as well. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Debbie Evolucci was my... Uh, <laughs> Did you know that? The, he, he was, legitimately. Beefcakes. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, was, he was on the Beefcake Squad for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. He was a little bigger back then. <laughs> he's lost weight. Except he, he was great. probably the smallest one on the team. I yes. was. I was. Definitely. They yeah. called him Slim. Yeah. 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 I wow. thought that group was hilarious. Wow. Have you ever seen video of them? Yeah, I have. Oh I have. I nice. work in the entertainment department now, so I uh, see a lot of... Uh, Behind-the-scenes things, sure. older videos, stuff like that. All right, so uh, you guys have been together for eight years. Yeah. Why? Okay, I was with my wife four years before I proposed, and I caught hell for that. Likewise! Yeah, eight yeah. years. Well, they're young. Yeah, yeah, they're young. Yeah. I, how old are you? Uh, 27. Okay. Yeah, I was like I was like twenty eight. I was twenty nine. Seventy three. You were. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I was like twenty nine. Something like that. You guys set a date yet? Yeah, um, September 21st, 2021. Oh, 2021. Wow, wow. September wow. 21st. Wow. September 21st, 2024. Okay. Because okay. of, of the Earth, Wind, and Fire song, September. Oh. Yeah. I would love to get married on the 21st night of September. Um, you know, I'm not sure. We kind of just have always joked about having that date, so that's how I know so quickly that that's going to be it. We've started looking into venues and things like that, but we're not really sure what we're going to do yet. I'm sure the Sixers will be involved in some capacity because, I mean, the Sixers is my life. I've been here for six years now, um, so obviously that is going to have to be involved in my right. life are you somehow. Not, are you not from Philadelphia? I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, She's okay. Okay. I'm that, though. You're from messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, some commenters had stated uh, that Jackie was in it just for the money. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, is that uh, is that a possibility? I mean, we met in college. I assure you, there was no money. My mom is my banker. She can also assure you there was no money. Um, It is a beautiful ring, though. It is, man. That's gorgeous. I'm from a small town in the middle of nowhere of Massachusetts, and. And so the like one town jeweler happens to be one of my best friend's dad. So oh, he helped me out. So if you're in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Charlotte Jewelers, but I imagine not too many people listening are 
you're going to be drifting up that way. Now, Jackie, had you over the years ever indicated, you know, I want like a square cut or anything, given any indication of what you might like in an engagement ring? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. a, a party trick for us would be like, hey, Chris, what do you want? What do I want for my engagement ring? And he would be like, oh, yeah, oval, diamonds on the band, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you you made sure that he was well uh, informed as to what you would want. Oh, yeah. He was prepared. And, I, you know, you send a couple pictures here and there, you know, yeah. so he's he's prepped. <laughs> and he did very good. This is my dream ring. I never expected anything like this. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. let, let me ask you, Jackie, when was the point? What what? Where you realized, I think I'm really into this guy. Where I mean, and and because clearly, he just he went old school, but honest and authentic, and it caught you, and and that's the deal. You said you you fell in love. When did you say this is this is more than the friendship now? Well, um, we I think it was our second date, maybe or something well, that's like quick. that. Yeah, um, we it was Valentine's Day. I mean, we were talking for a very long time before this. We were okay. friends before this, um, but we went out for Valentine's Day, and he visited me up at U Arts or down at U Arts from where he was. And um, after he went home, I was just like this is it. And yeah. I called him on the phone Aww. and I told him I was in love with him. We weren't Aww. even officially dating yet. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus okay. Christ. Seems a little crazy, but now it all worked out. So. <laughs> Chris, at, a, at an earlier age, my, my teenage years, uh, I, I, I reached too high for the stars. Yeah. And you got uh, burned. was crushed. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, it scared me away from doing that for a long, long time. And I eventually <laughs> landed the one which she's out of my league too. Yeah. Were you always uh, that way, or were you just taking a, a, a chance on Jackie? I mean, I would say before I started dating Jackie, my friends were like, "Listen, buddy, you kind of got some dangerously high standards." I'm not saying it's impossible, but like, just be aware. Like, but you 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 make a great case. I there was a friend of mine in college, Charlie. And he did the same thing, and he and and it just like and they, I believe that reads his confidence. You gotta shoot sure your you, shot, man. Yeah, and Jackie, I'm sure you responded to his confidence. Yeah, and I think like honestly, like you should be with someone that you're so excited to talk to and be with, and like so that's more what it was. It was never just like yeah, I need someone who's like super attractive. It was like I want to be like super super excited to spend like my time with someone, and then when Jackie came along, it was perfect. How much do you think that the uh, talking long distance and getting to know each other that way ah. uh, helped you guys forge this relationship? I think it's it was really helpful. I know a lot of people struggle with like long distance, and I feel like a lot of people date in high school or college, and then they go their separate ways. So you kind of got used to being around each other all right. the time. But I mean. We're both really, like, comfortable in, like, ourselves and, like, our personal lives and, like, our work lives. And so, like, I trust her to do whatever she wants to do. She trusts me to do whatever I want to do. And if she wants to go have fun, then I'm like, okay, go do it. Yeah. So, like, we're, we can be independent as well as, like, be a great team. So I feel like it helped a lot in that That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Chris and Jackie, I want to ask you both because you, you have a decent number of followers on Instagram, but um, not an astounding amount, right? And so, like, when the comments started blowing up, was that surprising to you, uh, uh, Chris? And, you know, like, because it... It comes out of nowhere, and then you're kind of blindsided by it, and you felt like, all right, I kind of need to respond to this. I Yeah, I will say, like, on Twitter, I think I had, like, 250 followers, and now I have, like, almost 5,000. So it was, like, <laughs> quite a jump. And, uh-huh. you know, previously I had tweeted, and I was like, Jackie, I think I'm pretty funny. Like, one of these could really go one of these days if I had, like, any followers. So uh, I definitely wasn't ready for, like, to get that many and, like, to get all that interaction. But I don't know. I feel like... You know, we've grown up with social media. We're, you know, right. younger like that. So it's, we've seen other people go through it and just. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 
I mean, I will say it was really shocking to get that many comments and that <laughs> large of a response. But, um, you know, I've seen other people just out of nowhere go viral or suddenly have a post blow up or a TikTok blow up. So we have seen things like that before. So at least it wasn't like super jarring, but it was pretty surprising when it's actually you that's going through that. Yeah. 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 Especially when you look at it and, and what it boils down to is mm. ugly man proposes <laughs> to beautiful woman and she yes. says yes. Goddess <laughs> says yes to troll. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. And it's just, Maybe. but it's the, it's the high, it's the headline that, that captures it. I, I, yeah. So, nah, it's cute. It's I, yeah, I, I, I I, there's it. just nothing but a wonderful affirmation of what is the truth, you know. And I'd say this all the time. Eventually, you find that person. My wife and I sat and ripped apart TV shows last night and had a blast. And then she comes up. I'm asleep. She goes. She comes up to complain about the show that she was watching, and I, I you know, she comes up and complains that the the dog wasn't in the thing long enough. And I'm like, and I, you know, you just, I loved her for doing that, and th- those are the things that will matter in the long term. And so, it's great to see this, you know, that you guys have this already and understand that. So don't don't let those scumbags ruin it for you. Oh yeah, don't worry, we won't let them ruin yeah. it for us at all. If user two zero seven four six thinks yeah. that we're not meant to be, like that, that's all right. Like, okay, we're going to be okay. <laughs> so I've I've asked Jackie, being the, the the captain of the Sixers dance team, and you've been on the uh, the team for for several years. What mm-hmm. what do you eventually are are you going to continue dancing? Do you want to work with these Sixers in another capacity organization when you're done with the dance team, or, or what do you think? Yeah, of course. So I. Um, I currently am slowly working my way um, into the offices. I'm helping out my uh, director and my coach with uh, a lot of different things behind the scenes. So yeah. that's been really nice. So I want to continue dancing um, for as long as I can because this is just my passion. I love it. Um, and there's nothing, no better feeling in the world than being on that court and dancing for all those fans. And you have to you have to try out every year for the squad, right? Yeah. So um, we used to have to try out every oh, okay. year. Um, now uh, we don't do that anymore. Oh. So it's more of a uh, long term, long standing position. Did not know that. If you mm-hmm. if you marry over. someone who's very plain looking, you get three years extra. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. Chris, did you um did you get out of uh, having to buy any Christmas presents after delivering the ring? <laughs> no. So I actually I had the Christmas present ahead of time and I I love Christmas I love getting Jackie and everybody good presents yeah. like truthfully is the season of giving so I got her Ed Sheeran tickets for oh. when he's at the link and we're in the pit so nice. excited for that too. Moshing at Ed, the, Sheeran Ed Sheeran moshing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great yeah. you, you ever give her uh, Sixers tickets uh, no. <laughs> I think she can get me those. You yeah. know, I'm usually there, so. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It's great. Now, by the way, there's a text that says he's pretty hot, too. There you go. Oh, I'm looking, listen, you. you have a really nice smile. Thanks, you Mom. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you also have a really uh, nice voice. You have a very resonant yeah. voice. And I was thinking, and I know you're a sports fan, uh, you know. Uh, going into, uh, you probably wouldn't at this stage, yeah. but uh, going into broadcasting. You know, I have heard that before at, yeah. you know, my desk jobs or whatever. People have been like, you have a really nice voice for radio. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. You think so? I mean, honestly. Well, listen, that's that's the occupation we're in because we're mutants. And uh, except for Kathy and, uh, and Marissa. But, uh, you know, that's, that, you know, that's the old joke is face for radio. But the truth of the matter is, 
uh, get to get that that voice and to get that tone to start with that building block, and you and you have a good personality. It might be a, a, an avenue to uh, to check out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, listen, if you guys want to have me on more frequently, <laughs> like, I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only, honestly, like talking to you and looking at you, the, your only fault. And this is constructive criticism. I hope you didn't come here to feel good about yourself. Is you're a Patriots fan. <laughs> All right. So. I mean, so your children. But listen, it's understandable, Think right? of your children. Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen. So I knew the truth was going to come out eventually. I did get a DM, and people were like, the streets are saying you're a Celtics fan. And I was like, listen, Philadelphia, I love this city. I love you people. I was born and raised a Celtics fan. Jackie's happiness comes first <laughs> the Sixers winning means more to her than the Celtics winning will ever mean to me so every time that Aww. you know the playoffs come I do root for the Sixers over the Celtics that being said once the Sixers are out I bleed green okay, okay. I will say that. well listen you well, have you have leg- okay. legitimately it is your it is your birthright that mm-hmm. that's where and Casey would never have a problem with someone rooting for their hometown team mm-hmm. uh, what he despises of course is the uh, the, the the jumpers you know and that's not something that and he... just Cowboys fans. Or just in Cowboys fans. Oh. Yeah. I do have some family members that chose the Cowboys, uh. which is very funny because one of them is my little brother. And I was like, you could have just had happiness. Like, it was right there. Like, you didn't have to, like, go anywhere else. It was like, no one would have judged there. you. Yeah. You're from Massachusetts. And he was like, I, I, I know. Like, yeah. I know. You don't need to remind me. I know. Wow. Uh, did any anybody from the team uh, acknowledge or congratulate you? Or were they, uh, was it in between, uh, was, was it during a break or was it during halftime that the, 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 the whole thing happened? Yeah, so it was during a quarter break. Okay. Um, you know, they're in their own. Um, they're busy, they're I know. Busy. But, but every now and then they notice what's going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, but uh, we got a lot of congratulations back of house, or at least I did because I'm back of house a lot yeah. of time. Um, and then uh, George Niang reached out on uh. Instagram, or not Instagram, Twitter, and he followed Chris. And what? so Chris is very well, excited cool. about that. There you go. Look so, at that. It's off and running now. Exactly. So him and the rest of the team all invited to the wedding if they. <laughs> You know, they, they can make it. No, no, no. Because, you know, they eat, they're going to eat a lot of that chicken marsala. So, it's, yeah, you can, it's you got to be careful. Have so. you uh, made plans on venue or anything like that yet? Or are you just, that's later on? So, um, we already started reaching out to venues. We definitely want to get married in the Philadelphia area. But we're just kind of scoping it out. Make sure um, it has high ceilings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. And I want to have just a big wedding. We have a ton of friends and family. I mean, Chris already uh, started his guest list. I started mine and i was like oh i have like 60 to 70 people i think i i i'm finished and he was like okay i have 148 oh. <laughs> and i was like how do you know this many people but like i said from the small town so the whole town got the oh, yeah. that's basically what it was so. sam drucker the all other people yeah floyd yeah. the barber yeah the whole group wow. yeah everybody's coming well people are people are loving the um the chemistry you guys have the via our texts that are coming in right now so Aww. obviously this is uh this is this is the right move you guys, wow. it's clear. Thanks, you guys, guys are going to have a nice life, I think. So, uh, and and have we posted the video on our uh, on WMMR.com or PrestonCity.com? Yeah, if you want to see it, if you haven't watched it yet. Hey, and also um, at Friday's game, uh, they're honoring Matt Cord. Matt's been with the Sixers for twenty five years. Is it that that yeah, wow. so he's going to ring the bell. Uh, he's got his whole family uh-huh. going. Yeah, so it's oh, going to be a, a Matt Cord night. That's this Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. We just saw he popped down here to say hi to the He says he's going to propose to Jackie that night. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> Anybody want to use my tickets? Because I can't go. A big night for him. All right. Uh, what's the matter? I can't go. I had, I had plans on Friday night. Anybody want my tickets? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly go. Chris will take I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll try not to show up Matt in his big night. So. <laughs> Early wedding present for Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, congratulations, you guys. Thanks for coming by and sharing your story. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's been <laughs> so exciting being here. Let's and, just... yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, this has been congratulations. A quick shout out to Jackie's dad. This is his favorite show, so oh, yeah. he was very excited that we were. I grew up on. listening to you guys oh, every morning on the way to school <laughs> and stuff like that. So we're incredibly old. I, love <laughs> I, know, I was like, oh, cool, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so love for Jackie and Chris, everybody. Yeah. Good luck to you guys. We're gonna Thank take you. a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I figured it's time for the first noticer of oh. the year. And you know what? Maybe because it is the first one of the year. Should I put the mask on? Oh, I think that would yeah. be appropriate. All right, let me. The uh, noticer 2023, a different noticer, but still committed to noticing. He notices so you don't have to. That's you right. You lost your mask, didn't you? No, I got it right. Oh, you got it right. But it's the, the, the elastic on the, the band is really shot. So, oh, uh, no. well, the, the, you're, you're uh, maybe your head's losing weight. I'll try. To... Is it? Oh my! You know what? I did notice that. <laughs> have, you been yeah. Yeah. have you been doing ear ups? Your head looks head up. less wide. <laughs> All right, I can't. It, we'll, we'll no, you go. can. You just wear it up like you're uh, like uh, Audrey Hepburn. There you go. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right, that works. Well, why, Mrs. Elliot? You're beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, oh, so this is only that, that looks uh, it looks like a, a dip bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put on my forehead. Yeah, I'm sure at some point Batman. That better? You know. That looks kind of like a bow on top of my head. (laughs) Actually, you look like Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. All right. So, uh, actually, I got this story. I noticed this story via Casey, who noticed it via Jackie Bam Bam. So, that's a double notice bang shot. Yeah. And so, I I have very little details. It It was a Twitter post, but apparently... Um, at the Eagles game after the Mummers parade, uh, there was a guy in a Mummers costume. I guess he is with a uh, with one of the brigades, or, or mm-hmm. I don't know. But apparently, he saved somebody's life at the. Uh, it's at, amazing at the game. Yeah, uh, was I assume, he dressed as a stethoscope? I saw. I I just saw a little blurb on Twitter, and the the, the Twitter was a picture of this guy. And it just said, this dude same, saved this guy's life. That's amazing. At the Eagles game. So apparently somebody who was <clears> sitting just a couple of rows behind this guy, who just so happened to be an ER doctor. Why aren't first responders required to dress like mummers? Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> Wouldn't know. Wouldn't lighten the mood. Yeah. Around, but... totally. yeah. yeah, especially for a scary situation like right. this. It's like, oh. It just is cute. <laughs> ER doc came to a mummer's parade, saved his life. Uh, Vince, who is a member of the Kara Liam NYB uh, saved a person's life at the Eagles game on New Year's Day, and that's all. Well, that's a, but the, that's amazing. Like a dude was um, 
out cold blue. Oh, oh here we go. Wow. This mummer sitting two seats to the right of me at the Eagles game is an ER doc at Einstein. Ten rows behind us, something happened where a dude ended up being upside down oh. with the top of his head on the step in the aisle. He was uh, pulseless and literally blue. Ooh. Uh, the ER doc who came from the Mummers Parade literally saved his life. Dude was so lucky this guy was so close because it took a long time for medical staff to get to him. And that was more exciting than the second quarter than I had expected, they had said. So uh, that's great news. And, uh, and yeah, so obviously time, time is the issue immediately. So with the focus, obviously, of what's been in the news, statistically, in your larger venues, how many... How many fair amount of, of people medical, with medical events. training? Right. Or I medical mean, training like, and medical events that occur. Oh, that are happening. Right. That happen at any point in time. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, because that's what I thought about when that, when uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, was uh, passed out on, right. the, on the field and, and they took him away. I'm like, I wonder across the country, at all the football games that took place, how many people in the stands yeah. probably had, not maybe that severe maybe, but maybe had a heart attack. I'll bet you it happens all the time. You're talking You're having about 60, 70,000 people of together. Thousands yeah. of people collectively. It's well, got to happen at all. You know. do they, so they have, obviously, first responders. Do, mm-hmm. they, do they have gynecologists at the ready? <laughs> uh, well, I, I think, yes, know. I've gone to an Eagles game and had Use exam. the gyno there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I had to like, kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> we got a yeast infection back here in section one. We have a yeast infection. <laughs> Does anyone uh, have a speculum? But I, I, and I told you guys this yesterday, but I was at an Eagles game, and I saw essentially what happened. happened the guy had passed away uh, from a heart attack, and I saw it all happening. And then last year at a Sixers game, I saw the same exact thing. And that was a stroke. But, like, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Uh, I mean, you have that many people together in mm-hmm. a situation. It's statistically bound to happen. Dude, we were Not at uh, every event, but... We were at uh, at Hamilton at the Academy of Music. Yes, and somebody during the performance like expired. They, well, I don't. I don't think they died, but medical people came in and started working on him. Gynecologist. In, the gynecologist showed up immediately. Yeah, I, we no, got a yeast infection. No, no, they started working on this person and. Uh, you know the old adage: the show, show must, must go, go on. on. Yeah, the show kept going on. And they were they were clearly I, I don't remember if the, I don't think they were doing compressions on him but this person was on the ground lying down medical professionals checking him out and they they got them out of there eventually and the show I'm sure that if someone continue. in the audience were to die that might be at least taking a pause worthy right I mean the show oh, no <laughs> take a break <laughs> right. Um, I'm well, sure you know, at times the show doesn't go on. Oh, there's a song in Hamilton called "Take a Break." <laughs> oh, there you go. Take a break. Well, and you know what? Um, they were talking about you know the game and it being postponed and all of that. And some people were like, "Well, you know, why? Why did they postpone it? They took him off. They took him to the hospital." But I think um, what a lot of people don't realize is if you like doing CPR and watching that being done, like oh, it's yeah. not like a little like okay, we're gonna pump on it's just like yeah. it can be it it can be very traumatic, well, a bit that's, violent. That's, that's why they were ringing yeah. to, to make sure that it was invisible. To but be... you think those players who were out there, they saw that. They yeah. saw well, that. And, and that's, that's their friend. That's their friend. Yeah. That's yeah. Their friend. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you're right, Kat, because uh, the Sixers game that I watched uh, this happened last year. It was happening across the arena. Yeah. It wasn't right next to me, and I saw it. Like I could see it. And and as a matter of fact, Chuck was like a one section over. And I was texting. I'm like, "What the f is going on over there?" And then he was giving me the uh, the updates. But like, yeah, I mean, and and that person expired. They expired. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was unfortunate. Like they were there by themselves. But but somebody in the crowd, apparently, whoever 
This person was sitting next to like uh, that they were a nurse, so they're what they were a medical professional. So they they were, I guess, in trying to do something. But yeah. like the EMS, like I didn't see anybody come down uh, yeah. to help. In like, couldn't get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me go to. Uh, I'm going to go to Ed, who works EMS services for Philly Sports. Uh, and can shed a little bit of light on this. Hey, Ed, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. Yeah, I work for actually a, a sponsor, old sponsor of yours, National Event Services. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so we have uh, essentially uh, every venue in Philly with the exception of the link. Um, so I can't talk about what happened at the link. I don't even know. I wasn't there. Um, but we get, you would be surprised how many medical emergencies happen during these events. Yeah. Sporting events, you'd, you'd think that like, you know, hey, you're just going to people going to watch a baseball game. Right. And, you know, it's fun and all that. Um, the World Series alone, um, I missed portions of the game because I was treating people who had fallen over or, uh, you know, and actually, uh, you know, fallen and split their head open because they tripped over a stair or yeah. something like that. Like, uh, and, you know, I've seen heart attacks. I've seen overdoses. I've seen, um, I mean, you could, I could run the gamut of a medical yeah. emergency that, uh, that you'd be surprised happen at what you think would be, you know, and, you know, there's usually a fair amount as far as, um, Medical personnel there. Uh, and Casey, to your point of the Sixers, uh, I know for a fact when we have the Sixers, there's uh, two guys on the court. There's two guys on the in the upper level, and then there's like four guys on the main level. And I'll bet, so, Ed, that there's almost, uh, I'll bet there's rarely an event where at least, you know, one thing doesn't happen. You know what I mean? There's, I'll bet there's. Oh, yeah, there's. Very rarely. I mean, occasionally, like, I've worked at smaller events, like the TLA or something like that, where, right. you know, it's a small, much smaller crowd. You get away with maybe someone gets heat exhaustion or something. You yeah. Know, treat them for that a sonogram. Water, a little time. You know, something like that, easy. But, yeah, most of the times when there's um, the sporting events, you know, uh, we actually have our own ambulance on, on scene. Mm-hmm. So, and we transport if we have to. Um, Is there a medical I mean, facility? I mean, do they, I assume they have some sort of, at least like a, like a, like a triage capability, a room? we have yeah we have uh, we have first aid rooms uh, okay. on the on the and ones in the um, I, I don't even know what they call that the upper level the mezzanine I guess and then one on the on the main concourse okay right. wow and then we have we have there's always not only is there EMTs but there's also paramedics um, on scene so like we can like they can administer the drugs and and do the you know put the person on the monitor that kind of stuff and there's also even at the Phillies games we get there's actually usually a doctor on scene okay yeah. all right so yeah, we actually right. have a, an actual medical doctor on scene well, it just stands to reason again yeah. that many people you're statistically yeah. going to yeah. encounter with as you sure. said it could be falling down the steps or uh, or the Heimlich somewhere you know yeah. It, yeah. It, it's gonna happen it's scary though because like two years in a row at the fish concerts that I went to on the beach in Atlantic City the first year I went dude went down face first thank god he fell into the sand because he, you know he would have busted out all his teeth but he was out right and you're talking a sea of 30,000 yeah. people and i'm like i'm i just i'm standing there i'm like that dude's uh, he's out uh and like nobody was helping him and so then next thing i have to run over and i have to like turn him over and then try and remember my lifeguard training from when i was 16 years old like all right what am i supposed to do first 
Well, when it gets comes again going through a crowd, my partners actually like me because I have like the loudest, most obnoxious voice there is when I'm when I'm shouting for people to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, you actually um, there. Somebody was there probably within a minute or two. Uh, I was able to get the guy conscious again. And then he went back out into. Was uh, a guy with a hacky sack? No, nah, he he was then unconscious again, and then he was conscious, and then when he regained consciousness a second time, that's when like the the EMS was there. Mm. Thank God, because I'm like. Do I have to do, like, chest compression? I don't down? know like, what I'm doing. No, I know how to do I'm it. I'm not a gynecologist. Like, I know how to do it, like, but I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to do the right. give this guy mouth to mouth and no, chest compressions. I, like, honestly, um, uh, uh, festivals, um, I would say festivals, concerts, things like that are usually, to be honest, they're, they're a lot of overdoses. Um, and, yeah. And yeah. people taking things they shouldn't yep. and uh, yeah. not realizing. I would, I, maybe overdose is the wrong way. They take it. They don't realize what it's going to do to their body. And they're like, I'm freaking out. Then they panic, and, yeah. I'm sure yeah, you get a lot of that, like, are the like Muppets on Ice? Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry? A Muppets on Ice. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of that. <laughs> No, but, uh, like, we just had hijinks this past weekend. <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, what, what is, right. I mean, that's, we, we've seen it. We, we used to do Every the, year at the MMR barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. And it happens. Exactly. It, oh, yeah, we yeah, we yeah, try yeah. to warn people, but it's an all-day festival. It's a great show, and it's in May, so it's, at least it's not, you know, the, the dead of summer. But, like, people drink all day, and they party yeah. all day or whatever. And so when they do that type of behavior, it's just inevitable. Well, the Y100 yeah. festival used to be, I mean, like, in, in, in the August, dead of August. Yeah. All right, Ed. Yeah. Thanks for All your right. call. Appreciate okay. it. Bye. We'll see you. Bye. On that note, I made a decision uh, over the over the uh, um, the holidays. Drink that, more? No. Oh, I'm done pre gaming. Oh, really? I'm oh. not going to pre game anymore. Oh my god! You know what my pre game is? What? Cup of coffee. Yeah. Cup of black coffee, or maybe an espresso. Yeah. That's how I pre game. Yeah. I realized that I went out. We I went to, too. We went to a uh, what do you call it? A uh, comedian. And we went out to dinner, and I sat down at the table. I was like, I need a double espresso stat. <laughs> Really? What a yeah, it gets to yeah. no, but yeah. no, Alexa Hente's here. No, I get, I get, uh, I find out that uh, I found that uh, if if I pregame, uh, then my night is going to end a little bit earlier, and I don't mm-hmm. want my night to end earlier. So I'm going to just hold on. I will take a little bit later on, <laughs> and then I'll pair it up. That was a voice. Yeah, right? I loved it. Thank you. I started off by pulling, please. <laughs> I like. I, I, oh, I so you corrected? We'll start with the black tapioca. Small glass of tapioca, please. That was the vocal equivalent of tripping on the boardwalk and then all uh, just going into Do a, a slow jog. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. I'm just jogging for no reason, real quick, guys. That's exactly what that was. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, emergencies at uh, sporting events, uh, Steve sent me this article that I noticed. Uh, noticing about the only NFL player to actually die on the field. And that uh, person actually spent three years in an Eagles uniform. Uh, His name was Chuck Hughes. He was 28 years old. He was a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions in a game against the Bears at Tiger Stadium. Uh, The Eagles had traded him to the Lions in the summer of uh, 1970, less than a year and a half before. There were 62 seconds left in the game. Uh, Lions were behind 28-23, and Hughes... As he headed back to the huddle, collapsed. Jeez. A blood clot had formed in one of his arteries, <clears throat> and he was pronounced dead later that day. But it happened on the field, uh, or it, you know, uh, I don't know if he was in an active play or not. Uh, but apparently, um, there were newspaper stories uh, about him that said that he was uh, born in Philadelphia, uh, but he actually grew up in uh, Abilene, Texas. And he was uh, the Eagles selected him in the fourth round of the nineteen sixty seven draft. Uh, because the team was already, uh, you know, they were stocked with receivers, Ben Hawkins and Harold Jackson. So Hughes didn't see much playing time. He was right. eventually more productive with the Lions. And, uh, yeah, it was that game. Wow. 
Uh, it was against the Bears. Uh, the Lions ran a two-minute drill in an attempt to pull off a come-from-behind victory. And this is interesting and sad. His widow, uh, Sharon, revealed in, in an interview in 1991 that uh, the couple had had an argument at a party the night before oh, Hughes' oh, death. Oh, that's oh, awful. The argument was over. Listen to what the argument was oh. over. Whether they should allow their son Shane, who was nearly two at the time, chew gum. And it escalated to the point that the two of them left the party. Sharon went home. Chuck went to the team hotel, and they never got a chance to <gasps> That's why again. every morning when you're leaving your house, get into a fight with your wife. Yes, so it ends You will terrible. regret it if you didn't get the chance yeah. to start a fight. Uh, but, but Casey, you were asking the other day about what would happen if someone actually yeah. died on the field. And, I had no idea that that actually ever happened. Yeah, I yeah. was not aware. That's the only one on, on record. I mean, yeah. You know, it's, it's weird, like we were talking about the, in horse racing. Yeah, you know where they they will you know uh, you you'll see like I, I was at Belmont once when they they put a horse down on the yeah, track. Yeah. I've seen it. I saw yeah. it. Uh, they don't uh, do that with play. Keeneland. Nah. They they bring yeah. out a uh, kind of a, a tent. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so people don't have to look at the animal in pain. It is uh, a different they, kind of tent now, Preston. There's, there's the one close part, and then the other side they start selling meat. Oh. Yes. oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's a uh, horse meat for sale yeah. on the other side. A door of the tent. closes. Yeah. yeah, you'll hear a pause, and right. then you'll hear a chainsaw running. Right. Waste not, want not. Right. But I wonder I would... if uh, there are other sporting events. Sorry, Kath. Uh, it, like uh, like rodeo, you know, where people are tossed off of horses and you know bucking broncos and and bulls. Where you almost had a fifteen hundred pound bull jump on your nuts. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what, where they get killed. Yeah, sure. I... Absolutely. Uh, we I, every now and then uh yes. bullfighting. Bull yeah. Uh you'll hear somebody getting killed. Now that's a, a bit of a controversial sport, but uh that's a good question. I wonder what the most lethal sport well, in it, the world is. It might is. well be bullfighting, right? I mean, uh, maybe. Or what about oh, I always or, root or, for the bull. What about triathlons? Cuz I Dude. I always hear the triathlons are like Humans aren't supposed to do that, you know, like a full triathlon. Yeah, I, I used to do. I used to do voiceover for a TV show called uh, "World's Worst Sports Disasters." Yes, and every episode uh, had rodeo stuff in it, and uh, you would see these guys just get, you know, just tossed like rag dolls because the animals they don't want the them on them. They, they, they you know, they they they're bucking naturally. They're trained mm-hmm. to buck, and they also have some. As you said, President, it's controversial because I don't know how they do it now, but uh, for the longest time, they would have these uncomfortable harnesses that would make them buck. So this uh, article says base jumping is the number one most dangerous sport in the world. I see that as more of an activity than a sport. Well, yeah. So I, have, um, there's I a, guess. The, sorry, ahead. there's a full list, um, okay. and that's, yeah, base jumping is number one on that list. It was put out uh, in July of 21. All right. What's, uh, what else is on that list? Horse, horse riding is second. No kidding. Yeah. And number three, horse base jumping. Yeah. Wait, wait, for the horses or for the um, for the jockeys? Uh, <laughs> does the horse pull the chute? Yeah, that's okay. the problem. They All have right. the hooks and they can't. Yeah. yeah they, they, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're grasping. Yeah. That's just got disaster written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone... Case, it's for the jockeys. Okay. Oh, for the jockeys. Uh... That'd be kind of cool, though, Steve. If like horse you, base, you, no, no, well, if like you go skydiving with a horse in the plane, right? Yeah, and then you, <laughs> and you run out the back, and then the like horse, a halo. You're riding the horse. Yeah, the horse goes galloping out the back. Right. You know, give him a parachute. How too. long can Obviously. you stay up? Right. Could you land? Right. We need to do. That. We should try this. We I need, saw it with a dog. Could you land on a horse? With a proper horse harness at a full gallop when you come down. There's, there's got to be horse parachutes. 
<laughs> I, this, they really? just opened up really a place in Mania. Yeah. Well, There's I mean, a whole horse parachute store. What's Operation Dumbo Drop? Didn't they drop an elephant out of a... a yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. That, and that actually happened. They did do that. Uh, there, was, there was some sort of historical event, according to the movie press, that they at some point dropped an elephant. Mm. Uh, so the headline of this is, it says deadliest sports in the world, but like... I, no- I kind of think I agree with the activity thing. Well, I think base number, jumping is more like a... Number hobby. three is scuba diving. So oh, that's sort of yeah. right. Like it is. A I'm talking about like a competition. And then number four yeah. is running with the bulls, which obviously yes. Okay, so let's talk about spectator sports. Yeah, I mean the the you know your yeah. classic spectator. Well, NASCAR, if, if you refine the search, uh, car racing, that that counts. Uh, yeah. Do they have for fatalities? I would assume that that, that horse ranks. NASCAR racing but soccer's on this list. Yeah, so it's a football, basketball, there's a different one, but these are just dangerous sports. So, uh, yeah, soccer is number one, actually, for injuries, I assume. But for death, we're talking about lethal. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, auto racing's got to be way up there, I would imagine. It's not, I mean, listen, it's not, I'm just, at this list, it's um, not up there at not least. Not horse-based oh, jumping? I'm scrolling down to see no if problem. I can find Well, and also surprisingly, <laughs> golf is on the list, and, and you wouldn't think because it's not really a contact sport, but people go out and uh, they've been drinking or they're out of shape or lightning can strike from time to time. So, like... Claude Giroux? Uh, what? Oh, that's right. Remember? Yeah, he, he lost control of the club, right? Yep. And, uh, what happened? Sliced his hand open. Oh, yeah, that's he got, right. He got hurt pretty bad. Oh, yeah. He was out for several games. Uh, you mentioned uh, Claude um so I found out yesterday that Chris Pronger had the same ex- the same yeah. exact thing that happened to uh, Hamler uh, happened to him Hamlin Hamlin sorry uh, and yeah uh, the same exact thing he collapsed on the ice he took a puck to the chest yes uh, collapsed on the ice hit it the wrong time and- wrong time same exact thing happened and then he went on to have a twelve year NHL career afterwards so that well, is we only hope the promising. same yeah, yeah please not that be- necessarily we need to get this guy back on the football field but yeah. he can get back to oh, wow having yeah. a, a decent life we're looking at the video of Prongers when Terrifying. he played with the Blues and sure enough he got up and he started to skate away and then boom he went down and then you see his eyes they're vacant mm-hmm. wow. Okay, yeah. Um, hang on real quick. I want to go to uh, our buddy Craig on the line. Yo, Craig, what's up, man? Merry New Year. Merry New, New Year, Year <laughs> sir. What's happening? Uh, professional wrestling, unfortunately, has had a number of wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the ring. Um, you might, Casey, you might remember the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. He died in the uh, ring? His, no, his father was a wrestler, Mike uh, Mike DiBiase. He died in the ring. One of the Von Erichs died. Remember, he he uh, uh, was uh, jumping from really high height and hit the turnbuckle. Yeah, and, and no, he, he... yeah, that was you're you're thinking about Owen Hart. Owen oh, Hart, that's, oh, yeah, Owen he Hart. fell. I'm yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed yeah. to be like I, I guess maybe rappel onto the right. Yeah, and, and and the and his yeah. neck snapped on the turnbuckle. Yeah, and his head, his head hit the turnbuckle, and he he was dead in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, another, yeah, another wrestler in uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, Paraguayo, he was wrestling Rey Mysterio actually, and his head hit the back of the turnbuckle, and he had a stroke, oh, and he was laying dead on the ropes while Ray was going to give him the six one nine, and thankfully in the spot Ray missed. He was supposed to miss him, but he didn't, so he didn't even know that. Perro Aguirre was already dead while he was lying on the road. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was only 35. Yeah, but it happens a few times. Wow. Yeah. All right, thanks I'm, for the heads, <laughs> heads up, Craig. Yeah, I had to give you guys great news. On for the- <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right, thanks, bud. All right, I want to I wanna switch gears a little bit here because I did notice something else. Morning notice. Uh, it, but it does involve death, unfortunately. But it does involve death. Yeah, the question in this article, the, 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 the headline is, are dead popes 
still hit hit in the head with a hammer. Wait, what? What? Yes. Uh, and it gives a little detail about this. So Cardinal Kevin Farrell has been named uh, Camerlingo. Uh, following the death of the Pope, a Camerlingo has the duty of safeguarding and administering uh, the goods and temporal rights of the Holy See during we need the... We to send someone to Home Depot. Uh, no. <laughs> what? We don't have the hammer. Send the Carmelango. It's his job. Right. Or the Camerlingo. Sorry, not Carmelango. I send Carmelango. This hammer, I hit you in the head. Uh, so he manages, the, the Camerlingo manages the church until the election of the next pontiff, oversees the conclave, gets a, uh, a scepter covered in red velvet. Uh, the Camerlingo also verifies the passing of the Pope after the doctor has pronounced his death. He hits him in the head with a no, hammer? I think he's like tapping him. They're not like bashing his skull in. Oh. In the <laughs> hey, this guy is dead. I've been pounding away. Uh, in the, um... You know, now that I think about it, he might not have been dead and I just killed him. In the past, um... Oh, oh, wait. Casey I stuck the holy sword through his chest and he's dead. <laughs> in the past, uh, this was done... What do you think killed him? We have fed him into the wood chipper and now believe that he is dead. <laughs> In the past, this was done by tapping him on the head three times with a ceremonial hammer and calling his baptismal name. Eddie! Eddie! What happened to the elephant? At that point, an elephant... All right, I'll kill his elephant. They have an elephant step on his balls. All right. Oh my God. First, we hit you in the head twice with a hammer. An elephant steps on your nuts, and we feed you into a wood chipper. To me, that seems problematic. What the hell is an elephant doing there? I don't know. Okay. Dude, it's it's right jacket. below the bell button. The elephant is Catholic. Yes. I thought maybe I missed something. Uh, so they are you saying they still do this? So hang on a second. So right. uh, let me let me finish this. They they tap him on the head three oh, times. Oh, yeah, because it was me that was stopping you right. from finishing the story. I know everybody. Yeah, come on, Kathy. Kathy, you're well, slowing the uh, progression of the story. <laughs> She's always chiming in. You're laughing the hardest. I know. <laughs> With a ceremonial hammer and calling his baptismal name in his native tongue. If he showed no response, the Camerlingo announced the Pope is dead. And then, Ding took, dong. and then took possession of his ceremonial ring, which was often then smashed with the same hammer along with official seals. Bring in his car keys. I'm going to smash them too. Uh, at a time. When, I, what about, listen, I, I, so I get this, but there certainly has to be, could you just hold a mirror up to his? Well, the the Catholic Church is, is loaded with tradition and, right. and, and ceremonial stuff. So I think they just continue. Bring out the wood chamber. I think they continue this on. At a time when death could be difficult to determine and burial alive was a real possibility. Yes. This was not a quaint custom, but a genuine precaution. Uh, Bring me the hacksaw. Uh, there is a persistent legend that Thomas A. Kempis was buried alive. It was probably... Yes, we're going to check to see if the <laughs> pontiff is actually dead, and then I will run a wood planer along his ball sack. I think that should really seal the deal. Uh, it was probably last performed at the death of Pope John the Twenty Third. We forget that there was a time when, um, Abe, Preston, you still report on stories about people yeah. inadvertently being embalmed and or buried. Yep. 
while they were still alive. Or at least in the morgue. So or maybe the bag. hammer test is the way to go. Or you could just do the ball tap. Uh, like Nick, uh, which Billy, uh, not Billy Madison, which Adam Sandler movie is it where he wants to see if the guy is alive? And so the dude's laying on the ground. Oh, is that, um... He taps him on the balls a couple times like, hey, are you are you alive? Yeah. Are they, oh, man, I, I know what the scene you're talking about, but I can't place it. Uh, so the Vatican called this a myth, though, when it was reported in the, no Guardian, hammer? in the Guardian in 2003. But the tradition is fairly well attested. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they apparently... They should pop the body up in a dunk tank. <laughs> right? And then all the Cardinals get to throw a ball. <laughs> One ball. <laughs> and that narrows down the field. Uh, to, so everybody who I don't care how stoic you are, you're going to buckle eventually. To dunk the Pope. Ooh, it's cold. They, uh, I they told a, you he was alive. They get a shot at being Pope. All right. Uh, I noticed some other things. <laughs> so the hammer we determined is a, is it a myth. Uh, that's what they said, okay. but but they may still do it. Who, who knows? But yes, I'm sure it's just a ceremonial thing. It's not. They're not really taking a like good a full mallet swing at him or anything. Sledgehammer. Um, all right. Today's uh, one of these national days, and I need to mention because they come and go. Uh, today's National Spaghetti Day. Ooh. So I, when I saw this pop up, and uh, the question still remains: How is it determined? Who does, does the National Spaghetti Commission solicit for a day in honor of spaghetti, or because every day seems to have some sort of food? Attached to it as the official. Uh, it probably does. Day. It probably every day has some kind of national food day of some sort. Oh. I don't know. Uh, so here, you want some facts about spaghetti? Yes, absolutely. Because that's all. Where do you good stand one. on spaghetti? Are you a fan? Absolutely, I love oh, spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. yeah most do you definitely. prefer it bolognese uh, mm. with meatballs? Yeah, okay. So any kind of meat sauce, or you know, I'll take it. it. It's actually that that is my preferred way. But like a vodka sauce, whatever, man. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm down with it. Carbonara. Uh, Yes. Sure. Bolognese is my favorite. So uh, here are a couple facts, and this is what you get when you, when you find these national food days. They just give these little facts. Like, the, the, I love this one. It says, today we associate pasta with the Italians. <laughs> but wasn't it the Chinese that invented spaghetti? <clears throat> it's true. Actually. They also invented the papal hammer. No. Uh, the first That's historical noodles. reference to boiled noodles... Uh, suggests that the Arabs invented the dish oh. thousands of years ago. What's remarkable about this record is that it actually refers to dried noodles purchased from a vendor, which means that pasta has been sold in stores since at least the 5th century. Um, and did you know that uh, in the year 2000, 1.3 million pounds of spaghetti were sold in American grocery stores? If all of those packages were lined up, they would circle the earth Nine times. Nine times? That is correct. Yes, wow. nine times altogether. Uh, nine <clears throat> times. Nine times. Nine times. Cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti. Cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti. All right, so it's one of the few. Cold spaghetti is absolutely no problem in my yeah. book. Yeah, absolutely. I don't hate it. Uh, so I've eaten the cold, uh, uncooked SpaghettiOs from the can. Right out of the can. Yeah. I used to eat them that way, too. Uh, the dish, uh, let's see, embedded a wide variety of pasta shapes. These include, uh, oh, man, some of these I can't even pronounce. Uh, rotini, penne, tortellini, uh, farfalle, and uh, congili. What about papaya? That's how you say that. Papaya. <laughs> As in Vince papaya? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what, what do you, um, which is your favorite? Of the various pasta configurations. It would depend on what kind of sauce I'm having. <laughs> I think I'm well, a penne fan. Yeah, like, um, <clears throat> can, excuse we, me. can we 
put them in the two different categories of like uh, regular pastas and stuffed pastas. Yeah, okay. there's there's baked pastas usually, yeah. or what you're talking about. So yeah, because uh, I think I prefer a tortellini over a ravioli as far as stuffed pastas are concerned. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You mean that way? All yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I was thinking more along the lines of lasagna, which I know you don't like. Not a big fan. Mm. Not a big fan. Um, I I like uh, linguine. I think it's a nice uh, mix of uh, between or uh, a, a nice in between uh, from uh, fettuccine and spaghetti. So I, I prefer linguine. I keep some in my glove compartment. Okay, Smart. very good. Just in case. Hey, Kath, can you make spaghetti? Like like fresh like yeah from scratch no <laughs> no can you boil pastas oh I can yes I can do that uh, but no I actually was talking to Marissa not that long ago about um, fresh meat and she's like you know because I was looking for fresh a place, meat I was looking for where to purchase it and she's like you know it's it's actually really not that hard you could do it I looked at her I went. Me, like are you serious and she's yeah. like all right yeah maybe we can find you a place you to asked the vegetarian it. about where to get fresh. Uh, no, no, fresh, fresh pasta. made, oh, pasta, not okay. fresh meat. meat. <laughs> um, had, uh, it's easy. It's just uh, it's flour and eggs, essentially, and salt. Yeah. No, and that's it. No, and then you got to put it to the thing. You got to roll, and then oh, it's you got to you got to do that. Too yeah. much. Uh, Steve, I had spaghetti yeah. at a restaurant the other night. I felt a little guilty ordering because I was like, hey, "This is what little kids order," you know. Oh, but yeah. It was. Um, uh, I, I like a seafood style spaghetti, and the president had like a, a bit of a spicy vodka sauce, but it had an ingredient, in it, and I had to ask what that ingredient is. Do you guys know what cockles are? I, mm, mussels no. and cockles, right? Well, cockles are shellfish. It's a shellfish. shellfish. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a clam. It's like a, a little. There's a song. Cry mussels, cry cockles. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I had to ask the server because I kind of felt like an idiot. And he's like, "Yeah, they're just basically little, little clams." Your peepee. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it was like, uh, aren't, uh, did you like it? It was delicious. It was a restaurant called uh, Rosalie, which is in the Wayne Hotel. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie Blackburn, uh, Rosalie, yes. uh, Fearless Restaurants are all great. And so I uh, highly recommend a little bit of kick to it, but not too much. There was a kid's nursery rhyme that had a cockle shells in it. That, and that's really? Yeah. Cry, it goes, cry muscles, cry cockles, a lie, the I.O. Isn't that no, a- not a song. I know that one, yes, too. Yeah. No, but there was a, it was almost like a... Uh, um, uh, sugar and spice and everything nice and uh, little lambs eat cockles, kitten tails and cockle shells or something like that. Mm. What uh, and a cockle hat is uh, what the the what do you call oh. it? The pilgrims yeah, yeah. would wear. I'm sorry, I what? jumped in. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With uh, dun dun and dun dun something something cockle shells and um, maidens all in a row. All the words are right there Silver, if you want to read. Them. I wanted to do it on oh, my own. Sorry. I'm He's sorry. Not like Nick. It's always looking the information up online. Silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. That's oh. Interesting. Okay. Happy spaghetti day. And also, the, I found that the days are basically made up by the company. Just of course to they are. <laughs> Although. And the, yeah, sometimes, Kathy, they end up as national holidays because a president declares one. And Steve, so I, I, Kathy, I'm sure you and I were looking at the same thing at the same okay. time. But Steve, in 1984, President Ronald Reagan signed a proclamation, a national proclamation, making it National Ice Cream Day. Okay. My fellow Americans, today is National Ice Cream Day. Yes. Tomorrow will be National Pudding Day. Yeah. And if you're lucky, National Churro Day. Well, he did I do I like Pop-Tarts. What's that? He did do a few of them. I did. You did. I did. You know what? What I was... What candy was I most associated with, Kathy? There's a you, candy that you're You don't know? You Wait, don't like in know. real life or Steve Jelly beans! Yeah. 
for in real life or Steve life? In real life, jelly beans. No, no I didn't know that. <laughs> in real life or Steve life? Do it. There beans. are two different. Uh, yes. Okay. He had a big no, jar right. of jelly beans on his desk in the Oval Office. Yep. But uh, technically, there hasn't been a National Ice Cream Day since the '80s because uh, it's supposed to be one time and then a one-off. FDR yeah. delivered the Pearl Harbor Declaration with a Twizzler in his mouth. No oh, way. Like, I didn't yeah, yeah. Well, he sounded so clear yeah. when he when he made these things are delicious. They're like little strings. By the way, Pearl Harbor was bombed by the Japanese. I should have led with that. Yeah. <laughs> have we ever had like a straight up like an Italian president? I, I'm trying to think of like presidents' names. It, Nunzio well, Bombat was, <laughs> was right after. <laughs> no. And here's why, Casey, that I know this is an actual fact that I know oh. is that uh, there was talk in the 80s that Mario Cuomo might run. He right, was the governor right. of New York. Right. He would have been the He'll first. He'll be the next Nuncio Bombat. <laughs> yeah, Nuncio <laughs> Bombat was par excellence. But uh, he would have been the first Italian-American okay. president. So I... I <laughs> it was a big thing when, when uh, Kennedy, yeah. Yeah. A, a Catholic, yeah. was the first Irish Catholic. Yeah. 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 But I think, yeah, maybe when we have our first like Italian president, then we'll have a national like spaghetti day. Yeah, right. maybe. Well, we do. Oh my God! Yeah, it's today. Yeah. No, I mean, but like what oh, you were saying, official, when, a presidential, official presidential right. proclamation. proclamation. Yeah. But then the but then forces always... will align against him and they'll assassinate him because they want a tortellini. <laughs> well, we'd have to have National Gabagool Day then. <laughs> oh my God! If that were to oh be the God. case, I'm moving on. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm moving on to something Kathy sent to me. All right. Uh, the owner of the Plymouth Meeting Mall has lost an appeal for the Monk, uh, before the Montgomery County, County Court of Common Pleas involving its effort to construct a 503-unit apartment community on the mall property. So they've, they've been denied. That's one of the great missteps. It's a mystery. I was so hoping that that would... I still like the area, but yeah. it was... Remember, the, the, the projection was it was going to be this... Commerce Center and all these different wonderful... I mean, they've got some cool things over there, but sometimes if you walk through it, like in, in yeah. mid-afternoon, it's just desolate. There's a lot Dark of stuff. and depressing, oh, and yeah. it it is... I, they need to hire me, because I think I have the greatest idea for it. They need to make it like an outdoor outlet mall. Like the Franklin Mills? Um, not Franklin. No, not um, like Franklin like Mills. Below the premium outlets. Like yeah, premium, premium outlets. outlets. That's right. what they need to do to it, because they're, they're sort of... well kind of going towards the outlet uh part of of retail right because they've got Willow, they've got willow grove and they've got king of prussia um they're not going to put all those stores left years ago because they're in the two big malls so they're right. not going to put them there so they're leaning towards the outlet there's like a, a, a few outlets already there but you can be higher end outlets yeah, you don't I, have I know, to be but, but my point is that I, I for whatever reason their mall like inside the mall is there's four people in there at any time, and that's about By the it. Way, it's, and outside it's is great. beautiful, and there's tons of spots. So I think if they made it an outdoor, like, premium outlet-type place, it would work. Do you notice one of the things that exacerbates the issue, too, is that is that it is a cavernous mall. It has... The width of the mall itself is wider than any part of... Yeah, King of Prussia. Right. It's super wide yeah. and nothing. There's one guy selling a phone case sitting on a stool. Well, and there was a second guy selling perfume. And remember, yeah. he moved. He went yeah. down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Uh, so, Kath, do you, do you uh, propose that they keep the malls like the the way it is and just kind of blow the roof off of it? Or are you saying tear no, it, it, tear tear it, it down? Well, I don't know. However, however they can get it done, but it's not like what's inside is such. 
waste. Well, like, they have the Lego I mean, store, right? I is that know, still there? Like the th- yes, but the things that, that bring people there, yes, the Lego store, Chick-fil-A. They have uh, escape rooms. Is that Buster. place still there? And that closed. That closed? Yeah. Even Buster's is and, still there. And listen, they, they put Dick's at the oh. end, which is extremely busy. And then but, Butts at the other side. No, but Dave and Buster's, <laughs> Casey, there's like, there's never anybody in there. By the way, speaking of Dave and Buster's, Buster died. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy who founded it, uh, and he, he took his own life. No. Yeah. Was he sick? Uh, I, that I think I, he was. I think that was part of it, Preston. I didn't say anything okay. in the article that I read. Uh, but so, but if if you read that, then yeah. uh, then then that may indeed be the case. But uh, yeah, his name was uh, James Buster Corley, uh, co-founder of the restaurant chain. Uh, cops say they responded to his Dallas, Texas home on Monday, his birthday. Sometimes that's an indicator. Maybe that was it. Yeah, of a um, right of uh, depression or something like that. Uh, but they found a man uh, suffering from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. He was transported to the hospital where he passed away. Um, and uh, he owned the first Haven Buses, uh, opened it in uh, Dallas in 1982, along with his business partner, uh, David uh, Corvo, uh, with Dave winning a coin toss to have his name uh, put first. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, they went on to open more than 140 locations across the country. I, um, I've been to that Dallas location. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty small, but the, uh, I, I remember when I, my first times going into those places, I thought this is kind of a revelation. It was, you know, oh, they, yeah. yeah, dude, when that first opened, I'm like video games, food for adults? And, and booze yeah. for adults and no kids allowed. This is awesome. yeah, like yeah, after yeah. a certain time, kids weren't allowed. Right. Like, this right. Is fantastic. I agree. We yeah. had a number of, uh, we had a lost viewing party there once we had a, a singles oh, mixer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we had an advanced screening of the show 24 before it ever even started. The very yeah. first episode. I had my bachelor there. party there. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. We had a great, we did Buffalo Billiards and then uh, Dave and Busters. And then I we remember. See, we, we saw had... Alan Iverson there a couple times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, didn't we have an event there the night that uh, that nightclub collapsed into the river? Oh, um, Heat. Heat. Uh, I think maybe. I remember because uh, we there were was down a, there. I went up to there was a Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Flyers Devils were playing, and and I went for the radio station. Yeah, and I called Lee Ann Curtis on the way out to give a uh, a report, and she's like, "Yeah, we can't talk right now." She's like, "Nightclub just fell into the uh, yeah, Delaware. Yeah, so we can't um, talk right now." Uh, so yeah, sorry to be a, a downer there, but I just saw that uh, story this mm-hmm. morning. So the guy who was a co-founder, uh, he had a stroke four months ago. Here you go. Uh, that caused severe damage to Aww. communication and personality in the personality part of his brain. So, yeah. oh man! Well, he, br- he brought a lot of happiness to people. Yeah. It's sad he went out that way. Yeah, that's too bad. All right, we can't end on that. Back let to me, the Pope hammer. Let me know. <laughs> hey, I'm alive. Let me just do checking. One more story. Um... How about this one? A new weight loss drug made by Eli Lilly yeah. is set to become the best-selling medicine of all time, analysts predict. Preston, this is what we've been talking about. This is the the medication that is, uh, we talked to Dr. Mike about it, and even he is, says it's it's getting... It Manjarno or whatever that is? Yes, it, that's Manjaro, it. Yeah. Manjaro? Yeah. It, okay. like, it has very successful weight loss property. It's called uh, trizepatide. And it's sold under the brand name Manjaro. 
and it is expected to be approved by the FDA uh, for weight loss within months. Analysts expect the drug, which is believed to be better than the similar rival medications out there, to make anywhere between 25 to $48 billion in the U.S. alone in its first year. I saw Mike talking about uh, Ozempic the other day, and I think this is sort of like the, the, similar. the, subs- yeah, yes. the subsequent drug. And Mike was saying that um, diabetics need Ozempic, and but he had a patient who couldn't get Can't it, find it because it's so popular right, right now sure. as like a weight oh, loss oh. drug. Yeah. Oh, 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 Ozempic. Exactly. Oh, is this oh 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 Zambic. Oh god. Is you this know. one an injection? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Once it's a week. Subcutaneous. So you're not like going into the uh muscle. The muscle cute. or anything like that. Yeah, so I used to give for uh my psoriasis, uh Kathy, I had to uh I took this stuff for a while called Embril and I had to do the injections yeah, myself. And I was like, Oh man, but it really is it's next to nothing. Like you, like you feel absolutely uh, for you. That's yeah. A oh whole yeah, no, different. I just, just was wondering. You drive it in with a small ball peen hammer, <laughs> uh, but use pulp hammer if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't this? <laughs> I was watching a documentary about pharma, big pharma, and and uh, how much money is made off off of these uh, these drugs. If this is going to be the most lucrative of all time, yeah. Uh, when you're talking, you know the. There have been massive lawsuits settled against large uh, pharmaceutical companies that, that in the long run, they still ended up making profit after the payoff. You know, like it's it, that's that's how much money is transacted. Oh, sure. And something that is as basic as weight loss. It's like Preston when uh, was um, the the hair uh, restoration. Uh, the uh, what is the uh, Rogaine? Rogaine. Rogaine. Yeah. And there were a couple of other ones that came out. Uh, you know, those were um, those were game changers for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the current record holder is uh, Pfizer's uh, COVID vaccine, uh, which raked in thirty six point eight billion in twenty twenty more and uh, more than double the twenty point seven billion set by uh, AbbVie's uh, rheumatoid arthritis drug Humira uh, in the same year. They keep, they they take like <laughs> popular songs and they attach them to these drugs. Right, yeah. right. And then it's like, you bastard, now I can't stop thinking about the pharmaceutical when the song comes oh, out. Oh, and they're totally targeting people our age, oh, too. absolutely. They, they pick songs like that mm-hmm. from uh, the 1980s, early 1980s or they, late there's, 70s. There's a diarrhea-controlled jug that's uh, set to Red Barchetta, Preston. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're really targeting the Rush fans. <laughs> so uh, what this does essentially is it's administered to a patient themselves as a weekly injection uh, you do it at home, and um, over, over there, there's a lot of detail to how it works. Essentially, it makes you feel full. Yes, mm-hmm. and it makes the um, uh, the the food in your stomach um, uh, digest a little bit more slowly. And apparently, and and essentially, you just won't want to eat as much. Apparently, the list of side effects is very nominal. Uh, trizepatide may be marketed at around 1100 bucks a month or around $13,000 annually. And I will guarantee you it is a fraction of, like, the actual cost of production is much less. Well, yes. I mean, the cost of production, yes, but the cost of research yep. and trial and error, it's years not years. so much. Uh, so insurance companies, uh, some insurance companies will tra- cover the drugs for treating type 2 diabetes, but most are expected to shy away from covering them for weight loss. So if you just want to lose weight and you don't have a medical condition right. like diabetes, you're, it's going to be out of pocket. The question yeah. is, would this be better for you as a patient than getting, say, a gastric bypass? Well, it's not surgery. Right. So, yeah. Right. I mean, right. you talk to Dr. Mike. Dr. Like, Mike yeah. would say, yeah. You want to die? You want to die? Get the surgery, then. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you guys uh, done uh, or seen anything about uh, Mark Cuban's online pharmacy? 
Yes. It's pretty fascinating. And uh-huh. um, he has created a discount online pharmacy. His entire goal uh, is not to make profit off it. He, he just wants to get drugs to be more accessible to people. It's called costplusdrugs.com. And um, I, I thought that wow. there must be a catch. And, and I, I've tried to find one, and I can't. It, I, and that's just me being cynical. Um, but I, I saw him uh, talking about it on podcast. It's really fascinating. And his entire goal hey, is just to get, get drugs for to people that need them. There are discounts you can find. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and I've used them and I'm like, you're kidding me. Like I went and they're like, you know, this costs four hundred dollars. And I'm like, what? There's an app, a freaking an app yeah. that you that you use that will get you, and I end up getting it for ten bucks. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. You I, just have to do a little finger stuff. Yep. Yeah. No, I had no idea about these discounts. So when my dad had that surgery, when he uh, broke his femur in half, he had surgery, and there were me- medications that he needed to take afterwards. And we went, and it was like six hundred dollars in medications. And the woman behind the pharmacy counter was like, you know, you can get like discounts. And I said, well, this is his insurance. This is it. This is all we have. And she goes, no. It's yeah. in- and so I we went in the car. I sat in the car. She told me where to look. I found them. We went back in. Like, I forget what we spent. Maybe like a hundred bucks or something. Wow. But we, we're ready to fork out the six hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. We didn't know yeah. the difference. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, uh, we'll see when this uh, comes out, but it's called a Manjaro. It's supposed to break all the records uh, for, um, uh, you know, uh, money taken in for medication. We'll That's a lot of money. All right, I'm done noticing. Finish. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get to the bizarre file. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nick was just rolling in front of me here in video, the, the latest Daily Rush video, and I got to give some love to Kyle Mack who put that video together because <laughs> you need to see it. It's about the steam-powered Sibian. Yes. <laughs> and Kyle added some animation to it, which is just priceless. priceless. I watched it like three times last night. I think that's how it would look. Uh, it would, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, with a big, you know, flywheel and, yeah. and uh, belts and stuff. and uh, but <laughs> Old tech, but it gets <laughs> the job done. <laughs> when the cow gets launched into <laughs> Delaware. Uh, you can watch our Daily Rush videos uh, if you you know, join our Instagram account. If you're, if you sign up to follow us, you'll, you'll get those, uh, first or any of our social media and, uh, new to PrestonSteve.com or go to YouTube and get our YouTube channel there. Follow us. You'll get alerted when things come up. There were a lot of people watching YouTube today. I think maybe because, uh, Chris and Jackie were on and they wanted to take a look, but, um, it's uh, the cool thing about the YouTube account too, is that, uh, that's archived every day. So you can go back and watch the show. You can, you know, see streams from, uh, previous shows as well. So it's a cool way to just dive into things we've done in the past. Yeah. Kathy, did you see the steam-powered Sibian? Uh, I did not. Video? No. Okay, you need to see it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do the bizarre file. Hang on a second. Yes, here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're going to start off with a story about the liver king. Oh, this guy. A fitness influencer who admitted that he lied about using steroids, initially claiming that he'd achieved his physique by following the so-called ancestral tenets, like eating raw animal organs, and he's now facing legal blowback. A $25 million class action lawsuit has been filed in New York against the influencer whose real name... (laughs) 
<laughs> whose real name is Brian Johnson, allegedly uh, he deceptively touted a primal lifestyle to promote his various businesses. Yeah, he was selling basically his training system and saying that part of it had to do with eating raw liver. The suit names Johnson as well as two of his supplement companies, Ancestral Supplements and Workout-focused The Fittest. Uh, the former offers products like MoFo, Male Optimization Formula, <laughs> while the latter sells the fittest Liver King Bar. Uh, Johnson had roughly 1.7 million Instagram followers, 4 million TikTok followers, and just under 250,000 YouTube subscribers. He uses his platform to promote practices like taking freezing showers, walking barefoot, and eating raw liver and bull testicles. <laughs> Uh, the suit calls this approach cult-like and implausible, which referred to the raw meat diet as dangerous and life-threatening. By the way, from the get-go, when this guy came on the scene, anybody who was in bodybuilding or anyone who knew anything about it knew the guy was juicing. But he said, he's, oh, I'm not, no, this is how I look this way. Absolutely laughable. The suit continues Liver King's ongoing denial of using any steroid or other uh, performance-enhancing drug. And misrepresentations concerning his alleged adherence to ancestral tenets further induce consumers to trust and rely on the efficacy and of uh, the ancestral tenants and purchase the product. Uh, it's he's being uh, this is being filed on behalf of anyone who has ordered any of. So it's a class action suit. Yep. That's uh, it. Yeah. So he uh, they had actually a list, Preston, of what he was taking in the steroid and drug department. Yeah. In cr- crazy amounts. So yeah, apparently in one email that the uh, that they found between him and another person, the sender wrote that he was taking eleven thousand dollars worth of the growth hormone Omnitrope per month, <laughs> as well as a cocktail of other drugs. In his YouTube apology, Johnson suggested that there was room for pharmacological intervention within his ancestral ideology. So as long as that's it, convenient, as long as it was monitored and managed and trained by a trained hormone physician. I achieved this body without steroids, and all I used was steroids. Mm-hmm. So uh, he is going to be facing this class action lawsuit. We'll see what ends up happening with that. A husband in Thailand accidentally abandoned his wife on the side of the road and carried on driving for 100 miles, believing that she was asleep in the back of the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buntam Chaimun set off on Christmas Day to drive through the night uh, to her hometown, but the driver had to pull over his uh, pickup truck to urinate in the night and stop the car at the side of the road. After he stepped out of the car, uh, Umnuai decided that she could relieve herself too and ducked into a nearby jungle for a quick bathroom break. Uh, when she returned to the road, the car was nowhere to be seen. She was left stranded in the dark. Uh, the wife had no memory, uh, no money or phone, so decided to walk in the hope of finding help. Eventually, after pacing down the street for 13 miles, she found a police station around 5 a.m. Uh, she pleaded with police to help her find her husband, but she did not know his number by heart, and they were unable to locate him. Uh, they called her number, uh, called his number or her phone at least 20 times. I guess it was in the car. Uh, but he failed to notice it in his car as he drove onwards, blissfully unaware of the panic he had caused. By the time he realized his error, he was 100 miles away from his wife. <laughs> All right, be that way. And had to turn back around to collect her. He thought she was sleeping in the back seat the entire time. <laughs> but no, she had gotten out of the car as well. Uh, I love this story. Uh, an angler and a kayaker seem to have ruined each other's day with an epic tangle in Sydney, Australia Harbor. In Sydney Harbor. Uh, the viral footage posted on TikTok by an angler who goes by the surname Spinking 
shows the moment a fisherman got his line caught on the kayaker. Uh, so begins to he begins to reel the man in, hoping that the move will allow him to retrieve his fishing gear. And the kayaker yells to the fisherman on the wharf. He's like, I'm not going to be able to get it off. It's hooked onto the back. Uh, and the fisherman says, I've got some expensive gear on there. Well, after a few more reels, the kayaker is just meters away from the harbor's edge. Uh, but that doesn't stop the angler who keeps winding as the kayaker falls into the water. And the guy yells, yeah. the kayaker yells, you effing twat. <laughs> Don't bring it in anymore. You're going to tear up the effing boat. Uh, in the end, it appears all in vain. He said, I can't get it off. You're going to have to effing cut it, according to the kayaker. And he said, effing hell, I told you I was coming around. So, And that, by the way, that harbor is shark infested. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and so the fisherman should have just cut his line. Yes. I mean, what an idiot. But uh, he, he wanted to get his tackle. Reeling back. a human being in. Yep. Uh, a An employee at Park City Mountain Resort fell to their death Monday morning after a tree fell onto the cable of a chairlift. Oh, man. Yeah. A spokesperson for the resort confirmed that the employee who was on shift at the time was riding the shortcut chairlift when a tree fell and hit the line. The employee fell at least 25 feet, and despite ski patrollers' attempts to perform life-saving oh, measures, no. uh, they didn't make it. My yeah. son is skiing there right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, wow, that's terrifying. Uh, at Park City Mountain Resort? Yeah. Oh, Wow. Uh, yeah, so this happened on Monday, Nick. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, they, they got there um, on Sunday. All right. Well, we need an up story to end after that. Uh, a teenage pilot made an emergency landing on Historic Route 66 Monday morning when a small single-engine plane suddenly lost power. Brock Peters, who is 18, says that he was shuttling family members from Apple Valley uh, to Riverside Municipal Airport for breakfast when he heard a pop from the engine while he was flying over the Cajon Pass. This is Brock? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. At that point, he said, I didn't have any space or time to get to any other airports. <laughs> and this was my only option and my only shot to get it down. Uh, Brock. Yeah. Guided the plane underneath power lines and landed safely on Cajon Boulevard. Uh, the plane was intact, and none of the four people on board was hurt. The young pilot credits uh, the safe landing uh, to his training and instincts. Uh, Brock, yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, just got to stay calm, remember my training, and just put the plane down and make sure that everyone is safe. Well, good for him. That's according to Brock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file uh, for you. Kathy. Preston. I just wanted to yell. Yeah. Uh, give me a uh, text uh, caller for the secret text for please. Seven. All right. We'll take the seventh caller, 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to know the secret text word, then you win the prize. And we'll get a random texter, too. We'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're looking for caller number seven to get a winner, and it's Joe for the secret text word. Hey, Joe, good morning. Morning. All right, Joe, do you know the secret text word? Is it uh, cavity? Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Casey's not in here, and he's the one who knows the, the secret text word. So I, I think that's it. Yeah, cavity, is that cavity, it? Yeah. All right, yeah, we got a winner. Hey! All right. Hang on, Joe. We're going to give you a prize because that's what we do. Smile on Blu-ray. And uh, Sosie Bacon stars in the terrifying horror movie critics call Haunting and Scary as Hell. Steve approved. Available on 4K and Blu-ray. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. And we gave a random texter the same prize. And that's Robert Miller. Yay. Who is from uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania. So, congrats. Shanksville? No, that can't be right. That's way out there. Or Shanksville. Where the... uh... It's right. That's a W. Okay. Yeah, Shanksville is where Flight 93 went down. Right, yeah. right, okay. right, right. Shanksville. Shanksville is right by me. You went yeah. to that um, United 93 Memorial, didn't you? Twice, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I've I went, not been. I want to see it. I went before it was built. Okay. And uh, and there was just kind of like uh, people had left things. And right. it was like an unofficial thing. But now it's a big building with all kinds of interactive um uh, you know, uh, displays and things like that. Honors, and yeah. yeah, it's it's really um, it's really something to see. If you get a chance to go see it, I recommend it. All right, so today's lesson question: We are going to give away a four pack of tickets for the uh, Philadelphia Wings in their home opener on Saturday, January fourteenth, at the Wells Fargo Center. And uh, I think we will go with this. Eventually, all fish conversations lead to who. <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you heard it earlier this morning. Eventually, all fish conversations lead to who? What? What rock and roll icon? Right. I'll give you that. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get some stories and we'll get the callers. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Love Struck GMA anchors Amy Roback and TJ Holmes getting back to New York from their very romantic Miami getaway. Holmes told TMZ that during their many sexual encounters, Roback demanded he use his anchor voice to announce, this just in, you. Go. Oh, wow. Hey, hey. <laughs> Kate Major, the estranged wife of Michael Owen, was arrested for DUI three times from late November to early December. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah, Major says this is how she saves money, by using her booking photos as holiday cards. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Nick Cannon welcoming his 12th child into the world over the holidays, a baby girl named Halo. Cannon, Cannon took the opportunity to announce his first bungee jumping theme park using nothing but discarded umbilical cord. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. So uh, it was Michael Lowen's ex, not Lindsay's mom, right? No. Right. No. no, not Tina. This is uh, uh, Kate Major. But she was arrested I remember her. three times since late November to early December. Yes. That's like in a couple weeks. That's crazy. That's great. Yeah. I think she was in our studio. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, Michael Owen was in our studio. I think, I yeah. think that was at that time. Mm. Yep. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild. All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question. Eventually, all fish conversations lead to whom? 215-263-WMMR. And we'll go to Brian, see if Brian knows the answer. Hey, Brian, good morning. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, all fish conversations lead to who? Is it Elvis? Elvis. Yeah. That's right. I want you to hang on a second, Brian. 
because uh, we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings home opener Saturday, January 14th at the Wells Fargo Center. And you'll want to be there for the hard-hitting lacrosse action and affordable family fun. You can get your tickets now at wingslax.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, Chris Jericho, the Van Fozzie, has donated $10,000 to Buffalo Bills football player uh, DeMar Hamlin's charity after the athlete was hospitalized on Monday night. As previously reported, the 24-year-old Hamlin collapsed on the field after suffering cardiac arrest. And uh, Chris wanted to jump on board as yeah. well as many, many other people because... <laughs> They raised over $4 million. It might be more than that by now. I think it's like $5 million, uh, something. Wow. But I'll tell you this. Um, from all walks of life, just people just are, are moved to do something. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's currently still sedated and in critical condition. Metallica's 1991 classic Enter Sandman has been streamed over one billion times on Spotify now. Wow. It's yep. like a billion... Uh, the Black Spotify executive album uh, favorite is the 28th song to pass the billion download mark. And I've got the list of those if you want to hear. Please. Uh, ACDC, Highway to Hell, Back in Black. That's and... <laughs> Highway what? to Hell, Back in Black and Thunderstruck. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, Do I Want to Know. Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Fleetwood Mac's Dreams. Journeys, Don't Stop Believing. Linkin Park's In the End and Numb. Uh, Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama, Monoskin's Beggin. Wow. Uh, Nirvana, yeah, I know. Which I that has got to be one of the most recent ones on this list. Yeah. Uh, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit, Oasis Wonderwall, Panic of the Disco's High Hopes, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, Don't Stop Me Now, Another One Bites the Dust, and Under Pressure. Mm. So four songs from Yeah, them. wow. And that's the most, I believe. Uh, Radiohead Creep, Chili Peppers Under the Bridge in Californication, Killers Mr. Brightside, The Police Every Breath You Take, White Stripes, Seven Nation Army, and 21 Pilots had three stressed out ride and heathens. That's pretty amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Joining that company. So, good for them. Slipknot drummer and son of the Mighty Max Weinberg, Jay Weinberg, took social media to praise Bruce Springsteen and the rest of the E Street Band. Back in 2009, Jay floored Springsteen fans when he sat in for his dad during most of the E Street Band's European leg. While Max stayed in L.A. to help kick off Conan O'Brien's ill-fated run of hosting NBC's The Tonight Show, Jay stayed on, performing partial sets during Springsteen's U.S. run. And at some shows, he alternated with his dad. So he took some time out to play tribute uh, to E Streeters as they gear up uh, for their upcoming 2023 tour. And he posted in part on Instagram uh, saying, I'm stoked that it's uh, only one month until I see my E Street family play for the first time in six years. I've said it often, but I'm eternally grateful to Bruce and uh, Max Weinberg and the entire E Street Band uh, for taking a shot in the dark on me when I was 18 years old to undertake the no-times-in-a-lifetime opportunity of filling in for my father. He went on to write far more than learning several hundred songs and performing for close to four hours every night. It was the E Street work ethic that made an indelible impression on me, a vertical learning curve that left me with life lessons and a skill set I've applied to everything I've ever done since. Each day on our tour, Bruce would hand me a list of five new songs to learn on the way to the venue to rehearse at Soundcheck. Two or three of them would likely make their way into the set that night. Rock the house, head to the next city, and repeat. He said, observing how these titans of rock and roll dedicated themselves to their craft, constantly refining, sharpening, and growing after almost 50 years is still so inspiring 
and will stay with me for the rest of my life. Thrilled to watch them resume throwing down on stage in a month. So that's pretty that, cool. That is astonishing. And he's a great drummer. Yes, man. He's, absolutely. He's, he's a badass. So. Minus um, the deaths in the band, have they ever had any like people just leaving just because they were done? The E Street Band, you mean? Yeah. That's a good question. We should ask Kevin. Gun. I think there. Uh, I think there were early on members at least one, uh, Casey, because I remember reading something about okay. that. But I don't know the the full lineage of the uh, of the E Street. Corey band. Feldman left early on. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was just a baby. Don't want to lose you. Uh, Iggy Pop revealed that he was offered uh, the frontman gig in ACDC following the 1980 death of Bon Scott. I told the New York Times, yeah, they have my, uh, a manager many years ago, and I hadn't reformed the Stooges. I hadn't moved to England, and this guy said, are you interested in joining ACDC? They were looking for a singer. Pop revealed that he felt that although he was into the band, he couldn't see himself in the band gelling creatively. He said, I listened to the record. I thought, I can't fill that bill. Yeah, he's right. He said, I wasn't like, uh, I don't like them. It was quite well made. They do careful work, but I'm not what they needed. It, tonally, his voice is not, oh. I don't think, would be suited to No, it. not even close. Uh, Iggy recalled meeting Bon Scott once in 1977 at L.A.'s Whiskey A Go-Go. He said, I had some wonderful encounter with Bon somewhere and we were both drunk and stoned. I see the pictures sometimes. I go, well, I don't remember, but that's me with Bond. <laughs> and I loved what he did, he said. This was sad news to see. Uh, Fred White, former drummer of Earth, Wind, and Fire, has passed away. He was 67 years old. The percussionist's brother and bandmate, uh, Verdine White, shared the sad news uh, through social media on Sunday uh, neither the date nor cause of White's death had been disclosed at press time. He said, our family saddened today with the loss of an amazing and talented family member. Uh, our beloved brother, Frederick Eugene Freddie White. Uh, and he had posted some uh, post, uh, some pictures on Instagram. Love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, me too, I, I spent a lot of time listening to them last night. And uh, that's the way of the world is... is it's one of the greatest songs ever written. Uh, he began drumming at the age of nine, later performed with Linda Ronstadt and Donnie Hathaway before joining Earth, Wind & Fire 1974. He was the fourth of the White brothers to perform in the Grammy-winning R&B band. Uh, White left Earth, Wind & Fire in the mid-1980s, but he returned for the band's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction in, the, in 2000. Uh, during his career, he also lent his drumming talents to the recordings for Bonnie Raitt, Little Feet, Denise Williams, The Emotions, Ramsey Lewis, Jennifer Holliday, and Diana Ross. Most recently, he collaborated with Ross on her 2021 album, Thank You. Uh, Verdine White's tribute post drew a slew of responses from fellow musicians, including Questlove, Lenny Kravitz, and Nile Rodgers. And that is the last bit of music news that I have for you this morning. All right, we have a final break to take. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize and I believe the triumphant return of the Yo. Hey. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. 
If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Um, I would like to thank our guests that we had on the show today. We had Chris Gerard and Jackie Murtha. Who are those people if you missed that segment? Well, she is the captain of the Sixers dance team. Uh, He is her boyfriend, now fiancé, who uh, proposed at the game. And many people on social media were saying, dude, she is way out of your league. (laughs) And he would be the first to admit it and say, you're right, and I'm a happy guy. (laughs) And she loves him, and they're happy, and they're getting married, and we had a really good time with him today. He's a nice guy. Cute story. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, and and for her, too, because she seems like, uh, you know, she's really smitten. Well, they've been together for eight years. Yes. Right out loud, so they're going to get married, which is cool. Um, we, uh, about ready to hand the reins over because Pierre Robert just made it in the studio. So he's back from a little time off as well. Hey, man. Good day. Nice to see you. my uh, Don Rickles music. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Did you request it? No. He no. Usually, he, okay. Well, he, had, he had been Casey, getting it. Yeah. Sometimes Casey brings it on when I, when I I've do. been away. I okay. Do. You want to hit it, Case? I can, uh, I got you. <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh. No, it's coming. <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> A queenly entrance to which I rightfully am deservedly so now am receiving. Anything else you need? No, that's okay. it. I mean, that could have been a little louder. I mean, <laughs> it really got louder. I'm sorry? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, you hung local for your time off, right? Yeah, were, nice. were you guys... Is today your first day back? No, yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did. I went to uh, the Mummers Parade. I overslept. I got a hotel in town, and I unfortunately had a little too much fun New Year's Eve. (laughs) Overslept and missed Jackie. But Jackie comes around the corner at like 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's his life, man. He loves that Mummers stuff. No, you're right. No, I was laughing because I like that 9 a.m. is like An obscenely late hour. Ungodly. I think I slept till 9 over the break like twice. I was happy. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Different things for different people. That's (laughs) right. 9 a.m. How could anyone conceive? Oh. It's like, like anyway, some there was a show I missed. I was going to go to the Blue Man Group, and uh, I, I, it was at eight o'clock. Well, no, I thought it was at eight yeah. o'clock. Then it was at seven thirty, and then I missed it. I said, "Who puts on a show before eight p.m.? Who puts on shows at nighttime?" <laughs> right? No, I mean eight p.m. is let's let's have you know who eats before ten p.m. I mean let's have some decency here. When you go out for the night just to go out and socialize, do you, what time do you head out? Towards eleven thirty is prime time. Okay, eleven thirty oh. till closing. Um, I like to get uh, if I'm in town for an evening of fun and festivities. Uh, landing eight thirty to nine, have a nice queenly dinner from nine to eleven, uh, and then start making my way around. Okay, yeah. yeah. We are literally op- like on opposite yeah. schedules. <laughs> yeah, me too. Then you like that would, 11 on a Saturday? Th- you'd be in bed. Eleven thirty is late. Like I need to get home and get in bed. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> You should, like, move to Spain or something. Yeah. You know. dinner's, dinner's like a 10 routinely, <laughs> right, you know? And, right, yeah. Although you'd probably shift it back to, like, midnight if you move there. But I think that that lifestyle might suit you. Well, 
There's a future for me there. <laughs> or um, like Lake Barrow, uh, like uh, um, a Point Barrow, Alaska, where, uh, you know, you'll have that six months of night. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. I mean, on New Year's Day, I made it out by one. I thought that was pretty early, and I saw a lot of the mummers, and then went on another pub crawl, uh, and which ended about 4 a.m. the next morning. Um, so, um, and then I got a good four hours sleep, and then... Uh, in a crippled fashion, uh, made my way home. Nice. Keep that. That's tor- my story. Keep <laughs> that torch burning for those of us who can't do it anymore. Right. I do it for you. Thank, Thank you. you. Man. I do it for each and every one of you, particularly Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Letter. Yeah. Yeah. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I, as in incredible. Yes, and we do have a great prize for you to win. Uh, it will be a pair of lawn passes for the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion Summer Concert Season 2023. Lawn Pass gives fans guaranteed access to over 30 of this summer's most incredible concerts, and they're on sale now. Uh, most uh, It's only while supplies last, and you can go to lawnpass.livenation.com and get your pair if you don't win them from us, but we'll give that away on Friday, so two more days to go, and that is it. Uh, you know what you got going on today? First of all, what an amazing present to give away for you. Oh, guys. yeah. Yes, it that is. is. Amazing prize. In yeah. the era of expensive concerts, a season pass for the lawn, uh, all the shows that come over there yeah. in the summertime. God, what a great present or prize or whatever you want to call it. Uh, on the program today, we will celebrate Michael Stipe's birthday, a block of R.E.M. Uh, Stephen Stills had a birthday yesterday. We'll do CSNY. Uh, it's the it's the letters um, grouping today, and <laughs> it'll be STP. So uh, R.E.M., CSNY, and STP. I love that. That's on a- M.E.E. <laughs> M E E me no me me radio on the me TV channel. I didn't invite me to be a part of their mummers. Oh, the mummers thing, yeah. I don't think any of them were even local this year, but that's okay. Well, they got someone that they thought was very much like you, Larry Menti. Yes, (laughs) Larry and I are very, very like each other. I'm sorry. So Larry is local. I apologize. I, I thought it was uh, other people from out of town. <laughs> no. Anyway, Jackie won, and that's all that counts. Yeah, he did. It's a wonderful thing. All right, I want to thank our sponsor, President Steve Show, is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, Acne Markets as well, fresh foods, local flavors. Tomorrow, uh, our former intern, Blake Wexler, who is also yeah. a comedian, uh, is going to be joining us on the program. So he's got a show coming up, and uh, we'll have some other things to uh, throw in there as well. And spend yet another lovely morning here in the Delaware Valley together. We'll be back tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you later, friend. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified.